Hey, uh, Nate here from Animorphine Time. So just a heads up, um, we bank our podcasts. Uh, it's a great strategy for allowing us to have a week off if we need to take a week off. Um, or, you know, it's nice for me because I edit these podcasts and it gives me a little bit of a buffer if I want to be slow in editing a podcast. Um, but as a result, we we don't talk about current events. Uh I think the first episode we recorded, uh, we mentioned the primaries, which seem like far ancient history right now. Uh, I honestly can't even remember when the primaries were a thing because uh, my brain is melted. Um, so as a result, these podcasts don't talk about important current events. So that's why I'm recording this message to you now. Black lives matter. I'm going to say it again. Black lives matter. It's important for every single person to be saying this right now. Um, I didn't do one of these for coronavirus because it was a force of nature that we had no control over. But the current wave of police brutality and the prior centuries of systemic racism um, have come to a point where we can't be silent about it. Hopefully this is the last one of these headers I'll do to um, address current events. But it's important for every single one of us to acknowledge that there are problems that need to be addressed right now. So again, I'll say it because we all need to keep on saying it. Black Lives Matter. So um, enjoy this podcast. Um, participate and uh, stay safe out there, folks. They can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live. But in the mid to late 90s, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is Animorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! <laughs> this is for Daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. <laughs> And like they're they're like no stop shooting at children. Oh man, being twelve was weird. Yeah, welcome to Animorphin Time. Welcome to Animorphin Time with Nate and Tyler. Yeah, that's Nate. I'm Tyler. Yeah, that's me, Nate. <laughs> welcome. Still, still Nate. S still Nate. Still Tyler. Still Animorphs. Still Animorphs. We're oh. at number six. Num number six. Lucky number six. Lucky number... Yeah, I've heard that before. That's, yep. that's a common <laughs> thing. Lucky number six. Yeah. Uh, we, we've made a full loop in it's the Animorphs. It's one more than seven. <laughs> one, uh, one less. Yeah, okay. I can't do math. <clears throat> yeah, we did... We did the full loop. <laughs> we did the full loop. And what I mean by that is... This is a Jake book. This is a <laughs> Jake book, everybody. Oh, God. So it went... Well, like, because we've done all of them now. We've yeah. done all five. We've done the we've five done animorphs. Jake, we've done... Wait, it went Jake, Rachel, mm -hmm. Tobias, mm -hmm. Marco... Cassie Marco. Cassie Marco. Yeah. And now it's Jake. And... And that's real bad. That's unfortunate. This is... If you're reading along with us, just like to say sorry. Yeah. This is a... I would say this is a great book about a bad character. Yeah, the first note I have on my notebook is, mm -hmm. the, well, the first line says, I'm Jake. <laughs> because <laughs> they're doing the dumb, like, letter to the future yeah. thing, and they, they the first note that. I wrote was, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah, it's not good. But before before we yeah, get, let's talk about the cover. Before we jump into this, let's say that tonight or today Ooh. or whatever time you might be listening to this in the future, mm-hmm. past or present, we are drinking some Dunham Cellars 2016 Trutina uh, Red Blend. Ooh, I love blends. We're I can't pick a favorite wine, so that's why I get ones that are just mixed. Uh, is it a Syrah? Is it a... Um, is it so, a, there is... Uh, a 40, Pinot Green, Grenal? There's 45% Cabernet Savignon. Okay. I do know how to say that. I'm just not going to say it right. Yeah. 40% Merlot. <laughs> 12% Go Malbec. Mm. And 3% Cabernet Franc. Ah, blend. So... So it's just like what they had hanging around. Yeah. Put it in the bucket, everyone. (laughs) Here's some trash wine for trash boys. Hold on. Yeah, that that works out to about 100%, I think. Mm. Yeah, like, what if it added up to like 98 with like a margin of error, 2%? (laughs) Oh, that's just the vintners has come. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's get a nice pour. (laughs) Yes. To go with our wine. Okay. We picked a... Very appropriate snack to go with our wine, because what pairs better with a red blend than chocolate? Yeah. Pretty good. As uh, you can... like, hold on, wait, not just any chocolate. Not just... just This happens to be my favorite candy. It, it's the Cadbury mini egg. The Cadbury mini egg, those hard, crunchy, yeah. milk chocolate little pieces of shit. They're so good. They're good. These were 69 cents as anyway. Mm, nice. Or Vaughn's, if you live in a place where it's called Vaughn's. Is that good? Got some good ASMR. Good. Everyone, just like, I'm going to release a loop of that if mm-hmm. you want to fall asleep to some good smacking. Yeah. So we're having chocolate and wine today. Yep. Because we need something comfortable after having to be in the mind of Jake. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> L- listen, we're not the only ones that were in the mind of Jake this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Like, because here's the thing. When I started reading this book, um, the, t- the title, the, the very beginning of the cover... The Capture. Yeah. yeah, The the Capture with the tagline. Now he's one of them. So you kind of know immediately what's going to happen in this book. Yeah. He's going to get captured and become one of them. And he's going to become one of them. (laughs) Um, And he turns into a sick-ass fly. Turns into a pretty dope-ass fly. Right. Like, nothing as awkward as the gorilla in, like, the inside cover. He's just, like, a fly in a barn. He's a fly in a barn. It's it's some dorky-looking little white dork. Yeah, I thought Jake looked cooler somehow. Yeah, they always paint him as like he's bigger and tougher than everyone else. But you look at this book, and it's like, I can push that kid down. No, he has like a comb over, and he's wearing a turtleneck and long. <laughs> he's wearing like a long sleeve purple yeah. sweater. When I think of a leader, I think of someone in a purple turtleneck <laughs> with a <laughs> yep. fucking part in his hair. Yeah, he's a purple Steve Jobs. So, I mean, here's where we are in the story. Yeah. They recently stopped the Yurks from doing something. Oh, yeah, they got on the spaceship. Yeah, they escaped. They because, escaped the spaceship. Right. So it kind of cuts ahead in time a little bit. They yeah. did their five stories about the five characters. Mm-hmm. Now they bring in their least developed character to move the plot along. Right. He is the empty vessel that is just good for moving plot. Yeah, that's it. Because Jake is not a person. There's nothing to explore. Like, honestly, this would have been a great opportunity to explore more of Jake's character. Mm-hmm. But there is none. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just here eating again. Yeah, there you go. So you just keep on smacking it. There. It's good. Yeah. All right, that's it for a bit. I'm just chewing there. But, and I'm sorry, listener. If you like Jake, if you see yourself as a Jake, you're fucking dud. 
You, you see yourself as like a Leonardo in the Ninja Turtles. You're non-entity. All right. On the count of three, say your favorite Ninja Turtle. One, two, three. Raphael. Donatello. Well, here we are. Donatello's good. He makes We're, machines. Uh, Raphael's cool but crude. None of them snatch eyeballs. None of them take <laughs> eyeballs. None, none of them. None of them snatch eyeballs like nobody's business. No. So, we're in the mind of Jake. Yeah. So, what does he do? Like, what's the first chapter? Like, what's that introduction after uh, the? I can't tell you my real name. Yeah. He's like, I lie a lot. I'm Jake. I lie. They do that first episode, like that first like intro thing, and then it moves on to and uh, Tom and Jake talking about. The and sharing. honestly, you weren't. You couldn't have been more correct with the first line of this book. Yeah. I'm Jake. <laughs> I'm Jake. Just Jake. You don't need to know my last name, and I can't tell you anyway. My story is full of lies. I've changed people's names. I've changed names of places. I've changed small details here and there. Stupid. Yeah. Remember the Tobias book started? Right. He's like, I'm Tobias. I'm a freak of nature. Let's fuck. But yeah, they do that, the whole, we can't tell you who we are. We can't tell you what we're doing. Right, we go back to the dumb plot of, like, Tom being captured by a yerk. Yeah. He's got that yerk brain. He does. And he wants to drag Jake out to the sharing because, you know, they do barbecues. That's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to do community service and barbecue? Hey, we're going to clean up the beach and do a barbecue, and I can show you the world. That's his hard pitch. He's like, we can be best friends. Yeah, like, I'm surprised that they didn't make the sharing a bit more attractive. Yeah. Right? I mean... In, in some way. Like, it, they definitely do a guilt trip thing. Yeah, like for there, sure. There's the whole, like, hey, don't you care about your community? Have you thought about something bigger than yourself? Yeah. Right? And that's, I mean, that works. Even Jake says that works for some people. But not me, because I'm anamorph. Yeah. He, he yeah. almost pretty much says, like, yeah. listen, I don't want to power your sharing. I like individual thinking. Yeah, he's like, I like to be a nothing little individual kid. I definitely don't want to have a hive mind with slug brain. Yeah. He, I'm just like, Jake, you're giving it he's, away. He's so fucking stupid. He's so dumb. I'm like, how has he not gotten caught already? Why is this <laughs> happening now? Well, I mean, he gets caught pretty early. First, <laughs> Wait, first... hold on. Name a book he doesn't get caught. No, he's been caught in all of them. He's been caught in every single They've book. all been caught, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, except for, like, you know, Tobias doesn't really get caught all that much. No, a lot of them like tend to escape, except for Jake. Yeah, Jake is... <laughs> he, he's uh, he's the worst member. But he, he talks about his brother. Yeah. And honestly, I thought when they introduced the idea of controllers and you find out Tom's controller in the first book, right. I thought it was handled poorly. He's like, my brother is acting weird. This is so... St wow. How did I not notice my brother was different? In this book, he mentions Tom is the same. He's just the same old Tom. Right. So it was more creepy that there's this alien inside of his brother. I thought it was way better articulated in this book mm -hmm. than any of the other books because yeah. one, you get a yerk inside of a main character's brain mm -hmm. and also I think Kathy Apples has realized making them seem normal instead of slightly off is a much creepier thought than having them be just a little copy of themselves. Well, it's it's the whole body snatchers the thing yeah. kind of paradox of like how do you know when somebody is themselves or not, right? Because yeah. you don't. You, you don't. You don't know who is controlled. Right. Right. And in well, we only know that Tom is controlled after their like weird escapade where they like went stompy around in the first book. Yes. Um, but like, so I guess Jake is listening in on their phone calls and has learned that the Yerk controller 
uh, that's in Tom's brain is getting is moving up the corporate ladder. Yeah, he's he's a company man. <laughs> he's a company man, and like he just got up uh, in the rung a little bit more. Which that just sort of now. Jake puts this together. I mean, honestly, that was kind of clever doing Star 69 to figure out where Tom is calling and who's calling Tom. Difference in books. I did not get the Star 69. Well, he he called it like auto-redialing or something. Yeah. I don't know what they called it in your book, but I was like, that's just Star 69. Right. And uh, younger listener, Star 69 is when you get on a phone, <laughs> you hit those buttons to see who called you. So that was a thing we had to do. Yeah, it costed like a dime or something. Yes. It was expensive. We're old. How old are you? 34. I'm also 34. Let's You're continue. older than me. Shit. <laughs> so, so like, he is in spy mode. He's, as best as he can. As best as he can. Which but is not great. Not, no, he's bad at it, as he continues to prove over and over in this book. Right. So he's like, okay, listen, I need to really get in close on their phone calls. Yeah. So what he does is, like, I'm going to be the perfect spy. I'm going to turn into a cockroach. Yeah. That he has in a matchbox for whatever reason. Yeah. So he's like, I figured out my boss is the... Head bitch in charge of his little yerk thing under Chapman. Yeah. I'm going to turn into a cockroach. We're going to spy on the sharing. So he goes to his fucking dresser. <laughs> He's got a cockroach in there. Yeah, like, why didn't he just acquire him earlier? Yeah, he caught him in the matchbox. You don't need to keep him for later. Yeah. It, <laughs> Anyways. Jake, you're dumb. Anyways, he acquires a cockroach. He's like, ooh, it's gross. He's like, and, oh, and then it's... he's like, I, I don't, this is going to be very gross and weird, but I'm going to stand in front of a full body mirror <laughs> yeah. and look at myself do it. Yeah, he looks at himself. He's like, I don't know why I stood in front of this mirror. I probably shouldn't have done this. Oh, watching my skin harden and turn brown as I shrunk, seeing the antennae sprout from my brain. Ugh. Yeah, no, they do the normal like transformation, and there's some good transformations coming up here soon. Um, but the and, cockroach one is just like he feels it, his abdomen turned into like weird red yeah. fat, and his skin gets hard and crunchy, and, and like I don't have enough up close and personal experience with cockroaches. Because we don't run into cockroaches here no. in the Pacific Northwest. No, and when we do, we kill them. Yeah, we just step on them. We just step on them. Yeah. We love killing cockroaches. We love them. Well, the only good bug is a dead bug. That's right. But here, I thought this chapter illustrated how little of an internal person there is inside Jake. Because <laughs> at the very end of it, when he's about to turn into the cockroach, he says this. <clears throat> Tom, my brother, could I destroy my own brother? You don't have to make that decision yet, I said aloud. All you have to do now is try out this roach morph. Why did he, he say it out loud? He's talking. <laughs> like, why is he talking to himself? Like, I mumble to myself. Yeah. But I don't walk around saying, today, I'm going to do my laundry. Right. You just have to do the laundry. There's two things you do when you talk to yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. either, I need to pump myself up for something. Like, okay, Nate, you can do this and just, just go for it. Right? That's a, a like self-motivation. Yeah. The other thing is to clarify your thoughts. Like, okay, I need to go pick up the laundry. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, mop the floors, that sort of a thing. This is just like, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to make any decisions today. I think I'll turn into a bug. I'll figure this up. Yeah. And, so, like, he wants to do it alone because he he doesn't want to burden the other group, which, I guess. Like, which I... Like, I fucking hate him because yeah. in all the other books he's been saying we can't do this alone. Divided we fall, together we stand. You'd never do anything dangerous alone. And then this dumb motherfucker yeah. does this, almost gets himself fucking caught. He's a fucking hypocrite. He's dumb. There's no personality. And his fucking greatest fantasy later in the book. It's so good. We'll get there. 
Alright. I fucking hate Jake. Yeah, and like, when he turns into a cockroach, he's so bad at just being a fucking spy. Because like, what he does, he's a cockroach. He's like, great, I'm gonna uh, first feel out how weird it is to be a cockroach. The yeah. roach brain does its thing. Yeah. It's scared of light. It moves fast. Yeah, it, he hears vibrations. He runs in the walls. He, he realizes that he can't hear all that well, yeah. which I think is the funniest shit, because like, he's here to spy on, on Tom, yeah. and he's just like, oh, wait, yeah, I can't hear anything. It's just cockroaches don't have ears. They yeah. can feel vibrations. They can. Yeah, that. <laughs> so that's dumb, but he's like, I'm going to go anyways, and then what does he do? Like, the first thing he does. <laughs> he, he runs into a wall. Yeah. He feels up another cockroach. Mm-hmm. They, they say, what's up, which yeah. I thought was kind of nice. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, yeah, we said hello, but... Cockroaches don't say hello, so we just rubbed each other's antennas. <laughs> and then Jake books out, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to go, look, there's a big opening. I'm going to hide from the vibrations there. I'm yeah. going to go in this large barn. Yeah. He know, he says, like, huh, this is a large barn. Must be a matchbox. Yeah. Better go in. Better hide in this matchbox. Like, I would understand if the roach brain took over and he accidentally just freaked out and ran in there. Yeah, because th- that's happened. Right. But this is a conscious decision. He's like... Human brain, I should go into this thing that is a large... So it's a roach motel. Mm-hmm. He goes yeah. into a roach motel. He goes into a bug trap. <laughs> Disgusting roaches. Don't worry. We're sending them to a motel. To a motel? Right. The Black Flag Roach Motel. Right, which is... Do, do they even have roach motels anymore? Is that a thing? Where it's like shaped like a little hotel? I, you know... Because that's kind of... Cruel and gross. Now that I think about it's it, it's cruel and gross. Because, and honestly, I have no fucking clue. Well, yeah, and because the you have to clean that shit up. Yeah, like having like a glue trap is the kind of grossest thing I can imagine. Because like, especially for rats and other large mammals, like mm-hmm. they get stuck there, they starve and die. Look, bait inside attracts roaches and water bugs. They get stuck and die. Traps full, throw it away. Black Flag Roach Motel. Roaches check in, but they don't check out. Kill roaches without poison, unpleasant odor, or mess. And then they do the thing that... I've noticed in Jake books this happens the most. Hmm. They do a smash cut to later that day. Yeah, retelling his uh, heroic escape from the the Roach Motel. I was stuck. I tried again. One leg was free, but the others were frozen in place. What was... I felt around with my antennae. Now my antennae were stuck. I couldn't move. I couldn't move at all. I was trapped. Chapter four. So, Rachel demanded, what was it? How did you get trapped? And it's like, yeah, fucking don't let us see the cool part. Well, that's the thing, is that that's what the hero in the story does. All of his friends gather around in admiration and listen to his story. And <laughs> when really, that, that's what that's what has me here. Like everyone's like sitting around, like, all right, tell us about your dumb shit. And they get to gloss over that he completely fucked up. I mean, they do give him some shit about it. Yeah, because Jake, he's like, well, I guess I'll just morph back into human. Turns out he's on this in this Roach Motel behind the refrigerator, mm-hmm. morphing back into human, pushing the fridge out inch by inch as yeah. he morphs. Dumb. Dumb. Like, what else are you gonna do? That's the only like escape plan, right? It's just like you. That's the. There's no other option. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Like, how's he gonna get out? So he 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 starts to transform and he gets caught by his mom because they were out playing tennis. Because I guess like, do married couples like play tennis together? (laughs) Is that it? I don't know. I'm alone. (laughs) Hey, married couples, write in. Let us know if you play tennis. 
It right. seems like a like a mansion in the Hamptons kind of activity, which I, I don't know. I guess like well, their parents are well off, right? They gotta be. Yeah. So, anyways, um, he's trans he's transforming behind the fridge, and his mom catches him. And he's like, "Silly, what are you doing back there behind the fridge naked?" Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have a roach motel on your head? Why are you hiding your body behind the fridge? But they but, just gloss over and like, oh, it's fine. Because there's no real escape there. Like, of no. course, they're going to have questions. There's like, it would have been a better story had he, like, had to explain, like, I'm in a treatment plan now. My mom thinks I'm on some serious right. shit. Or maybe if the mom had not even been there and he just morphed back realizing this was a close call, I'm stupid. Yeah, sure. Like, that would have even been well, better. Well, you know, like, there. It's all an effort to make Jake interesting, and he's not. He's not. Instead of giving him interesting character things, they try to put him in interesting situations, and both fail. And he makes the dumbest possible decision every time. Jake sucks. It's Jake sucks. So, he's regaling the story to all the friends in Cassie's animal barn. And they all laugh. They're like, aha, that's funny, funny. Because they all love Jake. They They all all admire and appreciate and want to be Jake. Except Cassie, who admonishes him with probably <laughs> the best advice you can give Jake. What's that? She gives him a look, and Jake recognizes it as meaning, I care about you, don't be dumb. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all you need to tell Jake. I give my dog that look. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, I care about you, don't eat garbage on the road. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Please stop doing that. Um, so anyways, like, the end story of this is he learns some information. Yeah, that Tom's been calling five different doctors, and it has to do with this new hospital, the right. Berman Clinic, mm-hmm. and they realize that the Yerks are running this hospital, and that part of that could be to, when people have surgeries, put Yerks in their brains while they're out. Yeah, so that's... that's like a the, Yerk farm. That's the impetus of this whole book, is like, hey, we have the problem now, there's a Yerk farm right. in the hospital... Right. Uh, so now we need to solve that. That that's kind of like the big push to do stuff in this book. And also, like they know that Tom is kind of probably running the show. Yeah. Because they're aware that Tom has gotten kind of a promotion. Yeah. Well, to- Tom's Yerk. They they worry. Yeah. They Jake's put it together that Tom could be fairly important now. So they're like, well, let's see what he can do. Right. And now, like, they also go into a little bit like. Jake's mixed feeling about the situation. They do, and for the first time, I think since the book started, we get an explanation of how the Yerks do what they do in terms of being inside our bodies. Because Jake asks Axe about it, and it's this. They can flatten their slug-like bodies, how they can sink between the crevices and cracks of a person's brain, how they melt like liquid onto every available space, how they wrap their bodies around the brain and attach their own neurons to human neurons. So they completely smooth out your brain. It's great. Frictionless. Sounds wonderful. I'm just saying that it's going to be hard when Jake gets Yerk brained. Like, there's just no surface to really clean on to. Yerk's going to slide right (laughs) out the other ear. It's going to slide right (laughs) off. It's like, I've captured all your neural... Hey. 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 (laughs) 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 Um... Yeah. It's, and I mean, that kind of happens. It Yeah, it kind of does. It's, like, I, I don't know. Wanna... constantly reminds him, hey, you idiot, I know your thoughts before you do. Stop talking to me. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. There's a lot in the end of this book that is hilarious. It's, yeah. 
But the beginning of this book, like, you know, it, it, it sets this whole thing up. So, like, it, it goes back to the happy family life after the whole roach incident, right? Yeah. They're having dinner. Um, Dad, I guess, twisted his ankle because he was playing tennis too hard. Right. Because, again, that's a weird thing that couples do, I guess, is yeah. play tennis. Yeah, sometimes I play tennis too hard my ankle hurts. I mean, your ankle does hurt. You broke your ankle. It's Achilles tendonitis. It sucks. Don't get it. And, like, it's they paint this, like, nice, like, leave it to beaver scene of just, like, what is the idealized version of family life. Right, and this is the part that... It feels so fake. Like, again, I yeah. don't have, like, the perfect model of what that looks like. No, neither but... of us do. But I think that's what's so unsettling about this compared to the other books. Because in this, it's like, oh, we're just a happy family. Everything is perfect. Everything Nothing is wrong. Fine. You went to Santorini's and you got the good cheesecake. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Santorini's, Tom groaned. I take it back. I apologize. I grovel. I beg. I love Santorini's. Right, and they're all playing around. They throw us a dinner roll. At, yeah, at, they're, they're playing with the dog. It's And, like, this would be a great point, like, to bring out a little bit more of, like, Jake is having to lie constantly. Yeah. He knows that Tom has been yerk-brained. And, like, playing out the scenario with a yerk, like, with somebody he knows that is this malicious, ident- like, enemy that he wants to kill. And, yeah, they do maybe, what, 2% of that? Yeah, like, he has, like... He's like, oh, this is kind of weird, but, you know, Jake with his fucking simp mind, like, he just plays along like natural. He slides into the happy family mode so easily. Yeah, he's... He's dumb. He's so dumb. I don't like him. Right, and so, like, he gets the hard sell after dinner of, like, hey, listen, don't you want to do something greater with the sharing? Don't you want to be something larger? Don't you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? Make a real difference? Yeah. And that was probably the only part where that I liked because he said he does this I stopped and turned to face him I was one step higher than he was we were eye to eye me I wasn't doing much of anything hanging out with Marco you're lost he said there are things that are cooler than hanging out with Marco cooler than being on some bogus team important things you could be a part of something he gave me a look like he could tell me incredible things like he could open up a whole new world for me I could be part of something bigger something important I knew what kind of stuff worked on... I knew that kind of stuff worked on some people. This was the first step to becoming a voluntary host. That was how the sharing started you out. Talk of bigger, more glorious, more interesting things that you could be a part of. Part of. Then he turns him down. For a split second after I said that, he let the mask slip. For just a moment, I saw an expression of pure arrogance and contempt. Yerk arrogance. Yerk contempt. So, like, my understanding of how yerks take over brains Mm -hmm. is that they know everything you know yeah they know how you would act and talk in any situation Mm -hmm. um i guess the spirit or the consciousness of the person is kind of trapped but they they know how to act natural yeah but they can change into a thing like the yerk consciousness is active and in control yes and they get angry a lot yeah well at least this one does well yeah like it's because this is the same yerk that's later yeah, they have, but like my understanding is, just all of them kind of have that. Like it's a, it's a trait among all Yurks where they just kind of are prone to arrogance and spitefulness and anger. If you kind of get on that a little bit, <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy and say not all Yurks, but some Yurks, <laughs> <laughs> but most of the Yurks, but not all Yurks. I'm just saying, don't trust Yurks. <laughs> no, definitely don't trust any of the Yurks, but they might not all be so bad. Well, they. I guess they might be, like, clever. Right? Um, you can probably find a clever Yurk that's probably better at hiding the shit. But, like, from my perspective right now in this book series, 
Like, the way to get at a yerk, and the way to tell if somebody is a yerk, is to try to piss the yerk inside your brain off. And that's what he's doing right now, is saying, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be part of sharing. I, I like being my own self. Right, right. Yerk. I, I can see that. And <laughs> I'm, I'm an anamorph. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are not Andalite warriors. In fact, we are humans who can turn animals. Now, see, I wasn't so sure. I can see that argument for it. Yeah. But it might just be this Yurk. Temrash 112 or whatever. Yeah. We'll the, get to, we'll get to Temrash. Well, yeah, but... We'll get a nice up-close-and-personal <laughs> conversation We'll get to Temrash. know him. Yeah. We'll get to know him pretty well. We'll get to know him real soon. Anyways. So... They go forth and they meet up and they do the thing that I've been yelling about for so long. <laughs> they practice morphing before they do yes. a mission. Yeah. They smartly, again, this is a great plan. They start the sharing hideout because they want to gather more information. Yeah. They yeah. don't want to go in blind like they've always done. Instead, they want to go to the sharing headquarters, which they know is the York headquarters. Why yeah. haven't they been doing this the entire time? I don't know. I don't know. But they do it and then like, okay, what should we be? Cockroaches. Do we know how that will feel? Right. Let's practice. Yeah. And they just practice it. And I'm so proud of my boys. <laughs> and girls. The gang. They practice the morph, and they do something here. They they make an excellent point. Mm. Jake says, I think Tom is a, is a big dude with this group. And if we disrupt this evil plan, whatever it may be, Visser 3 will kill Tom. Right. Because they've seen, as soon as anyone disappoints Visser 3, our boy... <laughs> Fucking cuts them in half, right. eats them, destroys them. Yerk bane them. Ends their fucking existence. Here's the thing. Yerk bane would be great because it only kills the yerk. Mm-hmm. But most of them, they just kill the host. They don't care. Yeah. Like, humans are disposable, really. Yeah, especially to Visser 3. Right. So th- so they know that there's that risk that since Tom is now in a position of responsibility, he could easily be blamed if they go in and fuck up their plan. Yeah, if they fuck that up and Jake's like, well... We don't actually have to do this. And they all let him off the hook. It, he doesn't... Well, no, he says that we don't have to decide now. Let's just spy. Right. But, <laughs> and, but like, for a leader, he does a lot of non-deciding in this book. Yeah, he's like, no, we'll just wait. We'll just see how this plays out. Because <laughs> I'm a very passive leader. We should definitely not have this conversation now when nothing's happening. Instead, have this conversation when it's necessary. Right. It makes me think of... Do you remember Paul Giamatti from Shoot 'Em Up? No. Well, he was the villain. He was like the crazy evil villain who carried the large gun. Right. And they're rushing in to kill Clive Owen. And they're like, the, his goons are like, boss, boss, why don't you wait and we'll go get him. And Paul Giamatti goes, those that lead from the rear, take it in the rear. That, are you saying that's Jake? Because no. that's not Jake. No, I'm saying he's the hang back and do nothing guy. I'm okay. saying even Paul Giamatti is better than Jake. Right. I didn't have a point. I no. <laughs> No, like no, that's a good point because like Jake is the type of person that wants to be self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. When he tries, he does a bad job of it and needs to be rescued. Or he never has a plan and he always relies on other people to do the leading. Yeah, every single one of the animorphs has had to make some tough fucking choices, except for Jake, because Jake says, "What do y'all think?" Yeah, and like if it came down to okay, we need to make a decision now whether or not to kill Tom, Jake would say. I leave it up to the group. Even though it's his own brother. <laughs> he would do that. You are so unintentionally foreshadowing some heavy shit. 
Right. But not, not, I don't, I don't know. not what you think. I don't know nothing. Not related to this, just Jake's leadership. Yeah, Jake in, sucks. In that way. Jake is bad. He fucking sucks. He's a natural leader. <laughs> he's our. He's what you'd call our leader. He's just natural. He's Have you a, seen his turtleneck? It's purple. <laughs> I mean, his best friend says he's got a confident, handsome chin. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck he said. They're practicing roaches. And they're doing the thing that Jake should have done first is, like, practice listening. Yeah. Right? Because I guess, like, I don't know if this is true. I did not look this up beforehand. But, like, could a cockroach actually hear, like, the 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 way that sound works? Could they hear voices and... I know the human brain could interpret those things, mm-hmm. as like you know, but like, can they actually hear the voice? It doesn't matter because they can. Yeah, they can in this book. They somehow figure it out. They do it through practice, which is nice. Good on them. And then Jake does start to tell them about his dream, the dream that he has every night. Right. Where, so what is this dream? So Jake has this dream every single night. He dreams that he's the tiger, and he dreams that he is hunting, and he can smell what he's hunting, mm-hmm. and then he sees what he's hunting. He's hunting Tom. And then the dream changes. Oh no. What happens? So he's, he's stalking Tom. He's, he's stalking to, Tom. He's about to, like, kill Tom. About to kill Tom. Then he becomes Tom. Ooh. And, so, him, and himself, and he sees the tiger coming at him. Predator becomes prey. And the tiger gets him. Oh no. As the old Temrash 112 would say, mm. it's very metaphorical. It's very metaphorical. We love this dream. We somehow this is the dumbest dream. He, I hate this. He hate brings this. it up all the time. He's like, again, I remember the coiled strength of my tiger body. It is liquid to, steel. About to eat my brother. And like the thing is, is this means nothing throughout the entire book. Like it's nothing. It's, it means nothing. Like I, I'm trying to like decide whether I'm just missing the metaphor. Because I could be. It's like, okay, yeah, you feel bad about maybe having to attack your brother, and you see yourself in your brother. Yeah, and maybe attacking your brother is also attacking yourself. But, like, <sighs> And so? your brother is also an enemy. It's, But, like, so, okay, but, like, why keep on bringing up this dream? Like, what emotion are you trying to convey? Author K.A. Applegate. Yeah. Like, what are, what are you trying to say to me, the person reading it? It's, right. Like, it's... There are... There are some things that are good to leave up to interpretation. Yeah. And especially dreams, like, you know, we should be able to bring the way we read those to the book. Yeah. But there is no foundation for this. He just keeps on having a dream, but there's no real conclusion to the dream. No. Spoiler alert, it just, it keeps, there's no, like, real ending. It ends with this dream, right? Pretty much, yeah. But, like, it doesn't expand upon it. It doesn't give new context to the dream. It's just... Guys, I keep on having this dream. I have a, I have a same dream every night. I dream I'm big tiger. I dream I eat my brother, but really I'm my brother, and the tiger eats me. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's our <laughs> dumb leader's dream. Yeah, and I mean it would have been so much more effective to just have it be I'm hunting my brother. And I eat my brother. Or I kill my brother. Or, like, you know, okay, I'm hunting this person I think is my brother. I kill him. I eat him. I realize it's me. Way better. Like, because then you could you can bring all sorts of things to that. Yeah. But this is just... It's nothing. It's... It's, it's, it's it, pablum. It's bullshit. It's... It's a metaphor for... I feel bad about fighting my brother. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course you do. Yeah. Of course you feel this way. He's your brother. 
It's the simplest possible emotion to have. Right. I do not like when I hurt people I love. Great. Yeah, good Good point. You, you got the basic definition of a good person. Yeah, remember all the other character books that we've read so far where they yeah. have, they bring up good points about like what it means to have post-traumatic stress after yeah. a, a stressful situation or, or what the, it means to like gain confidence for a greater cause, to save the planet, to save yeah. all the animals on the planet, or well, just even the personal thing of like, I need to save my mom. Yeah. And even though I am have this narrow scope of people I want to protect, I need to protect them. Yeah. This is... I feel bad about I might hurt my brother and that makes me feel bad. It's dumb garbage. <laughs> it's so bad. Jake is just, he's fucking dumb. He's got a smooth, frictionless brain and he slides through this book like a fucking idiot. He has the simplest emotions. He's stopped our brains from working good. That's right. It's his power. Maybe he'll like kill the Yerks yeah. that way. Visitor 3 is going to be holding him. And he's going to say something like, do you have any last words? And he goes, I do not think I would like to die today. And then Mr. Three's brain is just going to fucking explode. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it! <laughs> let's move on. I'm done with fucking Jake and his dumb... His dumb you know, let's not bring up his dream anymore. We the, have to because it keeps coming up. We'll just say... The dumb dream happens The again. dumb dream happens, dude. Ugh. Okay, anyway, they practice the cockroach thing. They're like, listen, we're going to infiltrate the HQ. Yeah. And they're ready to roll. They... <sighs> Chapter 7. Chapter 7. They're getting ready to go into the HQ. Um, there's like a weird abandoned building right next to it. Um, yeah, so the way that they describe the Sharing's headquarters... Yeah. Not very suspicious at all. Listen to this bullshit. Our target was a single-story, whitewashed building. There was only one door, and the windows were high up, narrow and long. They were blocked off so that no one could see inside. There was a small parking lot with a dozen cars on it. Over the door was a sign, the sharing, building a better life. Yeah, right, Marco sneered, a better life for slugs from outer space. You notice the guy standing by the door? He looks like he's ready for trouble. A very large man stood by the door, muscular arms folded over his chest. So they have a building that's white with blocked out windows and a big strong goon standing in front of the door. Why hey, you-, you want to be in a better world, you little fuck? Come in here. You better not try. So they're getting ready to, to go into this building. They're worried about recording the movie of the week, which... Yeah. That was before my time. Way before our like, time, yeah. Yeah, this is not a thing that exists now, nor existed when these books were written, really. This was... Kathy Apples. Yeah, her old brain leaked a little bit into yeah. this book. <laughs> her senior citizen ass brain, or she thought, well, this is what kids in the mid nineties like. <sighs> but yeah. anyways, like yeah, so they just want to get this done over as, as quickly as possible. You know what we liked in the mid nineties? What we liked stealing Legos. We liked Green Day's Dookie. It's and good we album. liked Orange Julius. I still like Orange Julius. I haven't had one in so long. I think yeah. it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Because they're just like orange milkshakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Tobias is out surveying the land. Yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll He's watch. super jealous of owls, which I love. Yeah. It's a good, like, small character thing that they just kind of attack onto Tobias, but I love it because it's just like... Yeah, he's you know, envious like, of other birds. Yeah, it's like... I'm, I like being a, a red-tail hawk, but sometimes when I look at those owls and just, like, their long legs and their night vision, I'm just like... I get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I and, love it. And Jake even makes a, he's like, I made a mental note that Tobias is becoming more and more comfortable as a bird. It's like, 
Jesus Christ, Jake. Yeah, uh, Axe has a hard time being a human, which again is still hilarious. Yeah, he just wants to keep eating. He would like just a little more taste, please. He really, he really wants that taste. Axe would totally eat a person, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if he wouldn't, he he. I think he loves all tastes. He loves every single taste, not just sweet tastes, but all tastes. Oh, so, every taste has got to be like a journey for him, right? So. Given the opportunity, he would just straight up eat a person. Because, think about it, he's an alien. He understands that we eat animals. Humans are animals. He, w- he wouldn't be able to make the distinction of, hey, maybe it's wrong to eat people. So, I mean, okay. So, they're getting ready. And, yeah. They, they find the abandoned building that's next door. They're like, okay, it's, it's time to roach it up. Here we go. Um, they, all, they all agree... That it's a spy mission. Right. because like, No violence. The thing is, is Cassie says that in order to reassure Jake that, listen, we're not going to hurt anybody. Right. We're not going to specifically hurt your brother. Right. This should is, it come to it. This is not a violence mission. Rachel, do not turn into an elephant. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> I really love my elephant. Rachel, don't turn into an elephant. <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> don't go stomping around on people. And... Huh. So, but like, Cassie's looking out for Jake and his feelings. Yeah. Uh, simple as they are. <laughs> yes, uh, very simple. Right. And... Honestly, Axe has one of the oh, I love strangest this. lines. I love this line. Where it's like, <laughs> Axe, you ready? Yes, Prince Jake. I am fully Andalite and ready to become your roach. There's some weird, like, step on me daddy vibe from the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm ready to be your roach, Jake. I'm ready to be your roach, daddy. I'm, they change into roaches. They change into roaches. They crawl through the wall. They hate being a roaches. They constantly give references to, like, this giving me the willies. They yeah. say willies, like, 20 times in this book. They really, really like the willies. Right. Um, there's some good back and forth between Marco and Tobias, which I kind of appreciate. You know, you guys still give me the willies, Tobias said. You should see yourselves. The urge to step on you is pretty strong. If I had shoes, I never did like cockroaches. This is the guy who disembowels live mice for lunch. Marco said. Don't knock it if you haven't tried it to buy a shot back. Yeah, like it's some good back and forth. It's yeah. like they're feeling comfortable. Marco, like Marco's feeling comfortable about Tobias being a bird because before he was afraid mm-hmm. every time he looked at Tobias. Right. Because it was like his eventuality of like, I will turn into a yeah. bird or die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They've normalized, and this shows Tobias throwing an insult back, shows that one, their relationship deepened, mm-hmm. and Tobias is more comfortable now in his his bird form. Right, he, he read- never did that in the human form. He readily admits that he is a bird and he eats mice. Right, you know, um, it's, it's a great little piece of ancillary development of better characters. Right, and Jake says, in some corner of my mind, I noted the fact that Tobias seemed more and more at peace with his weird life, half bird, half human. It's like fuck you, Jake. Yeah, you fuck st- you. You don't get it yet. <laughs> fuck you. It's not weird. It's what it is. I made a mental note that my friend is at peace being a complete fucking freak <laughs> no fuck you he's always thought about tobias this way though just like this weird guy that hung around but it's like someone does the emotional labor does the hard work of accepting themselves of accepting where they are their circumstances everything and he finally has some fucking confidence some fucking joy whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. enough to Step out of his own darkness, his own depression, to do banter with the group. Yeah. And you make a mental note that he's fucking weird and he's fine with being weird? 
Here's my thing is... That's fucking ableist as shit. It is. It, it, it's total garbage. You know, Jake is not emotionally invested in the well-being of Tobias. Mm-mm. Barely of Marco. Because remember, like, Jake knows the secret of Marco. Is yeah. that Marco's mom is uh, head honcho yeah. of the Yerks. Head bitch in charge. Right. I love that. HBIC. It's very so good. So good. Yeah. And that's Marco's mom. Yeah. Right? And, like, Marco's probably going through some things right now. But... Jake does not have a single thought for Marco in a situation up until, like, halfway through the book, and only then for a sentence. Yeah, he has one sentence, but Marco's checking on Jake. Jake has no consideration for anyone else involved. He is just cruising along on life. I guarantee you, at the end of this book series, he will have learned nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. He'll just say, like, that was hard, war is hell. Okay, yeah. let's go. I can't wait to go be a stunt man. Right. He will never grow, and he, he there's no understanding here he never comes to any new understanding about his situation and the world he lives in he is just cruising through time yeah it's fuck you jake fuck you jake so let's get in the hq (laughs) yeah they turn into cockroaches they scuttle around for a little bit have a great time yeah they get in there they find a they find like a a crack that leads into the main sharing hq room where they're all talking Right. And they're just sitting there in a fucking pile. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, cockroaches congregate, right? They're not they're not entirely social, but they, they hang around dark spot spaces, so it's yeah. not crazy to think that there'd just be a bunch of cockroaches hanging together. And, and they, they start spying in on the conversation. Yeah, they can hear it, and it's like, God, what do they say? The Yerk says, Day is here at last. It is time to strike the decisive blow in the invasion of Earth. Great line. Yeah. And they talk... (laughs) Good line by bad guys. I love it. And Marco says, what is this, a Yerk pep rally? I mean, it's not. That's what they're there for. And then they're moving about. Yeah, they're they're like, okay, everyone, act natural. Let's all be cockroaches. And that's when we get get Tobias. Yeah, because Tobias is flying around doing surveillance, and he's like, hey, listen, guys, uh, a limo just just came up. Yeah. There's a, a limo coming in. There's a limo coming who, but before we say who, I want you to think, listener, who's in the limo? Who's right now? Who would want, be in a limo? I want you to close your eyes, knowing what you know about this world. Mm-hmm. Who's in that fucking limo? Mister Three is in that fucking limo. Mister Three is in that fucking limo. Listen to this. Getting out now, like six guys. They have guns. I can see them under their coats. Now there's a guy getting out of the back of the limo. Who is it? Or should I say, what is it? He's a human. He staggered a little, walking toward the door. He looks like a normal guy, but all the others are acting very nervous. And and I know this sounds dumb, but I get a bad feeling from this guy. They, they, they don't even need to see him. Like, Visitor 3 is so evil and loving it that they just need to, like, be around his vicinity. Like, yeah. I feel something Bad is the coming our evil way. Evil emanates from this motherfucker. He's that good at his He's job. He's so evil. He's so fucking good. D- like, does he have a cane? No. Like, okay. The only mention is he staggers because Axe staggers when he's human. Right, because he's the, not he's, used he's, to the he's, two legs. He's used to the tail. Yeah, two legs bad. Yeah. What's that from? In the book, they say, like, two legs bad. Like, how, how No, come? but it's also from some other book. Two legs bad. Is that an animal farm thing? No, that's from this book. I don't know where it is from. Listeners, write us in. Someone has to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Solve all of Tyler's problems. So that all might see and agree, 
the laws of Animal Farm were inscribed in a prominent place to be remembered and obeyed forever. Four legs good, two legs bad. <laughs> two legs bad. I please <laughs> solve my problems. But our boy comes in. My brothers in arms, some loud booming voice said. Mm. I present to you our leader, Vissa Three. There was a gasp from the group. There was a silent gasp from us too. Vissa Three. Vissa Three had an andalite body. He was the only Yurk ever to obtain an andalite body with all its morphing power. But surely, Tobias would have mentioned seeing an andalite getting out of a car. This is the only time I really appreciate the recap of who this person is, what they can do, because it sounds so like serialized menacing, you know? Mm -hmm. It sounds like Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers. They're like, here comes Rita Repulsa, (laughs) evil lord. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And Lord Zed. Right, like, you know, like it gives like that summary of like, here's why he's evil and here's why he keeps on showing up day to day because he is so rad. And it's it's quick, it's expedient. And we jump into Visser 3. I see that some of you are surprised, a new voice said. Surely you must know that I can morph a human as well as any other body. So he's not playing around with his tongue as well. No. <laughs> he has full he, confidence of that tongue. He has full confidence. Oh, man. Mr. Don't, three. don't, don't even. No, no, he probably gets sucked. Like, he's probably the best at getting head. Just all I'm saying. Listen, I, I disagree. I think Mr. 3 has no need for taste. Ooh. He's too good for taste. I mm. You know, he's a, like, I have things to kill. I don't have time for taste. I don't know. He strikes me as, like, hedonistic, dark pleasure kind of guy. Yeah, but, like, he has priorities, and priority number one is to kill the Andalites. And he will not distract himself with taste until he gets that. Ooh. The only taste he wants is the taste of destruction. Exactly. Ooh, I fucking love him. So he continues. This mission has two parts. One... We will use the front hospital to take in voluntary hosts. Expect to be able to make 200 new controllers per Earth month. We will concentrate on police, broadcasters, writers, teachers, people in finance, and especially anyone in position of political power. Which is a great plan. I love it. Yeah, that's he's like, that's everybody. Yeah. Like, I have this plan. Let's take over everyone in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's a good plan. Go for it. Honestly, as someone who works in a hospital, yeah, take me over, buddy. I'd fucking follow this guy. Well, it's a great plan because people fall unconscious all the time in hospitals. You trust everyone in a hospital because you have to because you're in there for a reason. Yeah. Everybody and also all walks of life come into a hospital. Right. It's not surprising to lose consciousness in a hospital. Right. Right. If you come out a little bit weird in a hospital, then it's because you're... Whatever they did to you in the hospital is making you a little bit weird for a while. And we do make you weird in hospitals. I've drugged up thousands of people. I've had people tell me the most uncomfortable truths of their lives. Fucking over Christmas break, fucking sedated someone. Mm -hmm. And as they were going under, they're like... I bought my spouse this, this, and this for Christmas. I hope they don't find it. Spouse was right fucking there. <laughs> and when the person was out, the spouse was like, do I tell them that I know? I was like, I don't know. Just pretend to be surprised. It's probably easier. Yeah, and then it's, you like slip a worm in their brain. And then you put a little worm in their brain. <laughs> I did. Don't say you put worms in people's no, brains. No, I'm not a controller. No, of course not. No. So, How mean, would you know? That's You wouldn't. Right, exactly. You, you don't pay enough attention to me to know. It's the perfect front. <laughs> it is the perfect front. And they even say, 
we got the motherfucking governor coming into this hospital. Right. And not just any governor. Not just any governor. Right. So imagine, if you will, this is, say, a, a Bernie Sanders who's uh, who's coming into this hospital for a routine. Like, listen, he has heart problems, but he's fine. Everybody, yeah, he's fine. Like, he's fine. He's going to live. He, he's going to be a good president. He's, but he's, he goes in for checkups. And he's going in for a checkup at this hospital. And Vista 3 is like, listen. We're going to get that Bernie Sanders, right? We're going to put a yerk in his brain, and then we'll have the United States president. And no one would know because this thing is not me, us. Right. He's all about collectiveness. Right? He's all about oh. bringing people together. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Vision so, 3 rolls up with the pimpinous plan of yeah, let's, he, let's take over the White House. He's like, this governor is going to run for president next year, and then we got us a president. We're going to fucking take this. Then it's And then they realize... If that's it, then it's over. Right. So they they have to act. Um, of course, they would have to act. They anyways. have no choice now. Right. Yeah. They didn't have a choice before, but they were kind of letting Jake play along yeah, with. Yeah, they him were a letting bit. him off the hook, but <laughs> they, like... they they had no fucking choice. Come on. Like, oh yeah, we should be okay with them taking over hospital. No. And um, it's... So <laughs> so they learn that information. They're like, okay, let's get out of here. Um, well, before they do that, our boy. The Visser 3. Yeah. Says, what the fuck? <laughs> Bugs. And one, and of, like, the, and and one all... of the Yerks is like, sorry, a cockroach scared me. They're everywhere on this planet. And Visser 3's like, you dumb motherfucker. Andalites can turn into any fucking thing. Those are Andalites. Fucking kill them. Right, of course. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> so it becomes like this weird sequence of all like yeah. the controllers trying to stomp these bugs. <laughs> Visser 3 just yells, Fool! Do you think Andalites cannot morph creatures so small? Someone kill this fool for me. Blap! Blap! <laughs> they like killed the guy. Because, because, the like, con- because the controller got scared by bugs. <laughs> he dies. He's like, Sarah, they're just bugs. <laughs> kill this fool! <laughs> kill the idiot who's afraid of bugs! <laughs> Mr. Three, so cool! Right, and like not only that, they know that Tom is dead if like he fucks up anyway. Because like he just killed this guy who sent their bugs here. <laughs> hey, y'all, see these bugs? Kill Bugman! <laughs> I love him so much. So okay, so Jake, Jake jumps into the action as the leader. He's ready to go. He's like, all right, listen, here's my great plan. Everyone for themselves. Yeah, everyone for themselves. Run away. <laughs> he's just, he's just like his plan is just like. Ah, ah, run! <laughs> Instead of saying, you know, Marco, Cassie, you go left. Rachel, X, go right. Right. He's just like, everyone run! <laughs> Let the road frame take over! <laughs> Which, that's a direct quote. Kill those insects, Mr. Three screamed. Everyone for himself, I yelled. Spread out, run, get into cracks. Let the road frames guide you! <laughs> his, his plan is like, let that smart roach brain take over. Well, okay, hold on. Is it a bad plan? Not entirely. Not entirely. Because roaches, I guess... Well, roaches are good at running away from danger. But they also... They need a way to, like, get out at the same time. Because, like, they separate. Yeah, roaches aren't also going to naturally zigzag. They're going to take a straight line to whatever they think is safe. So a human could stomp them easily. But a fucking... Animorph and a roach brain will zigzag and won't get stomped on. Right, and you, uh, and also the biggest problem here is they separate. Yeah, like you know, so they all scatter, they all kind of get away, um, and they're, they they do kind of the call off. Like, okay, um, where is Axe? 
Uh, I'm here with Cassie. We're fine. We're kind of outside. Okay, where's Rachel? Uh, I almost got stomped. I'm on someone's like, okay, I'm out. Uh, Marco's in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Marco's like, hey, I'm near all the poop. <laughs> I think I can leave through this crack, though. It's cool. Yeah. And, and Jake's just like, I'm still in here, I guess. Well, no, yeah. he, he got hit, he's, by, he he's got hit, hit by a he's, he's hidden under some newspaper. Right. But he's like, they're going to stomp here. I better run away, but maybe not yet. And that's when he starts to hear and feel something off. He smells something sweet and oily. Yes. Which, you know, like, yeah, that he immediately knows, like, okay, that's poison. That's I, I smell, like, insect poison. Like, they have a can... He's like, this is some fucking raid. I'm about to get killed. Right. And Visser 3 made a good point. He goes, don't crush him, Visser 3 yelled. He may demorph to save himself and we'll have ourselves an Andalite. He fucking, he's willing to let this, what he suspects, an Andalite, either fucking die of nerve poison yeah. or turn into an Andalite. Well, he wants the Andalite body. Like, Yeah, they all do. They're, they're pretty precious because, like, you know, mm-hmm. think about how high up Visser 3 got and he got that Andalite body. Yeah. Like, if anyone can get a hold of a body that can change shape, like, they want it. Yeah, they, right? so he's they're just going like, hey, to listen, win. This one right here, poison him, get his... Poison with a nerve toxin. Like, make sure he's immobile, and then we can take his body. Yeah. If he doesn't change, good. He's fucking dead. If he right. changes, even fucking better. Right. So he gets sprayed. He gets sprayed with a little bit of poison. He crawls barely out the door. He's like, I'm dead. He's like, this is it. I feel my body shutting down. And then he hears, hang in there, Jake, Tobias said. It's me, Red-Tailed Airlines, welcoming you aboard, and I'm hauling your feathered butt out of here. And it's... Tobias saves the fucking day again. 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 Anytime that they get into trouble, specifically Jake, Tobias is always there to bail him out. Tobias is the king of this shit. Right. And so Tobias is flying away with Jake. Um, Plunks him on a roof. Right. And he says, like, okay, morph now. Morph, you gotta morph. morph. Because, like, he's dying. <laughs> yeah. And Jake even says, it's really weird feeling your body die while your mind's alive. Well, yeah. And he's saying that's how he's having a hard time to morph. Jake, you have to morph out of this. Do it. Concentrate. I knew he was right. It was the only way to stay alive. But it was so hard to focus when I was trapped inside a dying body. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Feel your pain. It's hard to concentrate when you're dying. And so he goes to sleep. He has the dumb dream again. He has again. the dumb dream. So this is number two. We're going to count all these. I can't count all Actually, these. wait, no. It's He starts the dream. He has another dream. And then he has the... This is the third one when he's dying. Yeah. Okay, so he has the third tiger dream where they go into detail about him hunting Tom. Yeah. Um, and then he wakes up as a human. Right? It, they, yeah. they skip the whole, like, transition. I guess he just, he turned human while he was unconscious, yeah, which he, I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like. His body just went for it. Yeah. So I guess, like, it's really more of a, it's less about the mind and more about, like, the gut. Yeah. When my mind or, is uncertain, the body decides. It's a front bottom, Zurich. And it, I think it's apt. Yeah, so he decided he wanted to be a live human, and he was. Um, so everyone, <laughs> Which, I think more people should do that. Yeah. Hey, Abraham Lincoln, have you just tried being alive? Have you thought about not being dead? Just be alive. Yeah, be alive, you dumb fuck. Worked for Jake. So they're alive, and he's like, yeah, everybody's okay. They made it, you know. Yeah. Tobias is kind of saying, like, save your butt. You owe me another one. Yeah. Which he does. He owes him so many. Right. And Tobias says, yeah, I checked on all the other people. I went and checked. Visser 3 and Tom left together, and they look like best friends. They're fist bumping. They look close. It's even worse than that, because 
Jake, because this is from Jake's perspective, mm-hmm. all of this. And he's saying, like, Tobias kept on, like, bothering me. He kept on wanting to talk to me. Tobias is always super talkative, right? Yeah. Uh, right. I stopped I stopped looking for a ladder to the ground. Tobias was being too talkative, too persistent, right? So he's, like, mm-hmm. trying to ignore Tobias as much as possible when, obviously, Tobias has some important information. Right. <laughs> he's like, Tobias, what is it? What are you trying to tell me? He's like, when Visser 3 left, Tom was with him. My first reaction was relief. Visser 3 had ordered someone executed in that meeting. It had not been Tom. How um how did they look together, Visser 3 and Tom? Tom was the only one from the meeting who went with Visser 3, aside from his guards. Tom was acting sort of careful around Visser 3, but he looked like he was pretty cocky around the guards. It's hard to say, Jake, but if I had to guess, I'd say Tom and Visser 3 are tight. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, hey, who doesn't want to be tight with Visser 3? Fuck, I want to be tight with Visser 3. Right. I, I'll never fuck up. Yeah, like, don't do that. <laughs> so, Jake then knows that if they fuck this up for Tom, Visser 3 will kill him. Yeah. Tobias said nothing. He knew the answer. Those who fail Visser 3 die. Yep. A fucking man, brother. True. A fucking man. Don't fuck up. You and know then, how you stay alive? Don't fuck up. Yeah, you either don't move up in ranks or you don't piss off Visser 3. Cadronas are for closers. always be Candrona (laughs) here's the thing yeah more chocolate you're right no please keep talking I can't I got chocolate I got chocolate too Mm. Mm. that's how they get the good bodies right is you move up in rank Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so humans are for closers and lights are for closers oh hell yeah that's right Geds Fuck Geds. We'll get to Geds later. Geds are pieces of trash. Alright. So, smash cut again. Smash cut to some sports time. Woo! Sports time we with Jake. We love sports with Jake. <laughs> like, Jake... Could not have been more bored or zoned yeah, out. Yeah, like, this whole chapter is about him just playing basketball with these people called Juan and Terry. We don't know these characters, and they leave without yeah. any significance. And you don't trust anyone named Terry. Have you ever met a good Terry? Like, boy Terry. Girl Terry's pretty good. Yeah, with, like, an eye. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. But Boy Terry's? No. All bad. Every single one. Like, it's short for Terrence, right? I mean, could be. It could just be a fucking Terry. We don't like Terry's. This is not a pro-Terry, pro-cop podcast. Sneakers squeaked on the postwood floor of the gym. One of the guys on my team yelled, Go, Jake! Oh, God, you're actually reading it. Juan saw my move and came after mm. me. But I was a little too fast. Thonk, thonk, thonk. Stop. Pivot back to Juan. Lock into the basket. Focus, focus. I jumped and arced the ball towards the rim. It hit the backboard. It bounced away. No score. Dang. (laughs) Dang, man. My fantasy, my favorite thing to do, I fucking suck at it. No wonder you never left the team, Terry said, laughing as he helped. (laughs) Like, I said that like (laughs) the, um, the, what is it, the Hork Berger when they're talking (laughs) to each other. (laughs) Get him. Bad basketball. No wonder you make Chima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Terry sucks. Terry sucks. <laughs> and they talk about how Tom was really good, how he could have been the best. Right, and like, and it's just like, it's trying to do the 90s teenager basketball talk, which is the funniest shit ever. Because every time I, every time I hear someone say the word b-ball, mm. I immediately think back to, um... Charles Barkley, shut up and jam Gaiden. 
Oh, I always think of the Fresh Prince lyric, shooting some b-ball. Right, but nobody says b-ball. Nobody who plays basketball is like, let's go shoot some b-ball. You know who says b-ball? Who? 40-year-old white women in the mid-90s <laughs> riding as children. They do. And then they got weird. B-ball today, he asked. Cool. I thought it was going to be more wrestling. I hate wrestling. Getting up close and personal with sweaty guys. Not my idea of a good time. And you know they used to do that naked. <laughs> the ancient Greeks used to wrestle with no clothes, I pointed out. Mm. Just be glad it isn't Greece. Yeah, he's telling Marco that. He's like, if this were Greece, I'd be naked and we'd be fucking... We'd be wrestling naked, <laughs> sweaty bodies. Be happy this isn't Greece because I'd be on top of you. Here's the thing. Dominating you. Of course... <laughs> Of course Jake is homophobic. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, 100%. Of course he's, like, uncomfortable with... Like, well, not even uncomfortable. He's, like, actually saying, like... What? Like, what, you want to have, like, the gay sport? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you want to play gay sports? Or do you want to play some fucking b-ball? Do you want b-ball? Or do you want to play gay? Do you want to be a man? Or do you want to be in a man? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do, and I know exactly which of those I want. <laughs> But, like, you know, it, it... Jake sucks in every possible every, way. Every single way. Every single way. I don't... And it's... Jake, just be, be more okay with, like, you know... I don't know. Just be better. <laughs> yeah, be better. Be just, best. Be best, Jake. Jake, be best. Right. So then they, they kind of, like, have an aside. They talk about the plan. Yeah, but... Marco, Marco, like, checks up on Jake. He's like, hey, how you doing with all this? And he says, you know, we have to do this by Tuesday. Right. And Jake's like, why we have to do it by Tuesday? And Marco's like, well, I'm actually smart and good at this. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. I actually got the schedule of when the governor's going to be in there. And he's probably getting his butt fixed. There's like two pages of them talking about the governor getting his butt fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, they say hemorrhoids, but I call it getting your butt fixed. That's where the butt is, near the hemorrhoids. Wait, other way around? <laughs> Let's swap it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got a butt next to my hemorrhoids. Right, and like this is where they kind of dunk on Cassie for whatever reason. Okay, I said. Tomorrow we need to think of some way to get inside the hospital, though. It it looks like they'll be really on the lookout. And this is Jake speaking. Actually, Cassie already kind of came up with a plan. She has a great idea. What were you doing? <laughs> right. Jake, I rolled. I rolled my eyes. Oh man. I don't want to have Cassie's plan. I like Cassie, but this is the girl who suggested that we try an ant morph. Which actually was kind of a bad plan. Well, they didn't know it was going to be a bad plan. Right, she was the one with the only idea. She had the plan. She had the Jake's only idea. Jake's got no plan. You want to know what Jake was doing? He was playing b-ball. B-ball with, with Terry. With Terry. I mean, Juan, Juan's fine. Juan didn't say anything during that incident. Well, he was, he's like, Tom is pretty good, but Terry's like, man, you really suck at this. Yeah. You know who sucks? Terry's. Yeah, it's true. Think dog poop. What? <laughs> and then it goes to the next chapter. Yeah. No ants, he said over his shoulder. I don't even want to know. Think dog poop. What? <laughs> demanded. But by then he was through the door and gone. And so like, Marco just says, think dog poop, and then runs away. <laughs> just tell him. Yeah. Tell him the plan. Tell him that, like, you should be a fly. <laughs> yeah, and it's... They never even clearly spell it out. They just kind of, like, leave it at that for a while. It took me yeah. forever to figure out they were talking about being a fly. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and they do another smash cut. <laughs> it's just... Smash cut to him shopping for his mom's birthday. Yeah, because... 
Catherine Alice Applegate wants you to know it's very important to get your mom a birthday present. I mean, well, hold on. It is important. <laughs> it's important to get your mom. It's important to get anyone you're close to a birthday present, even yeah. if it's something small. Right. However, it's also important to think about what you should get them and what they like. Yeah. And if you don't know, like, cards are good to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah, write them a nice note, some flowers. What did Jake get his mom last year? I don't remember. Would you ever guess? Oh, he got her Spider-Man 3. Yeah, the comic book. But I'm just going to interpret it as an update. He got her the third Spider-Man movie. Well, no, like, it it says on here, it says Ultimate Spider-Man number 3. It says Ultimate Spider-Man? And mine does. Mine says... It would appreciate a classic Spider-Man number three in almost mint condition. You know, that would be worth a shitload of money if it were real, but I guess Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah, that's fair. It, you, you've read Spider-Man, right? Like, yeah, and I've even read Ultimate Spider-Man number three. How's it? I mean, it was the start of a better era for Spider-Man. Would your mom like it? No. no she <laughs> so he, here's his thinking process. This is how empathetic Jake is. I should give my mom a present. I like comic books. Everyone's like me. I'm getting my mom a comic book. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just thought of a thing he likes, and she's like, okay, I'll get this for my mom. I think of that Arrested Development bit where they're talking about Buster as a kid being angry at the maid, so he smashes what he thinks is the maid's favorite toy, which is that vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, That's... he he doesn't take that extra leap of, like, what is this person thinking and feeling? No, he can't figure that shit out. He, he lacks basic empathy and intelligence. Right. So he he does make the smart choice of like, okay, I'm gonna ask for Cassie and Rachel's help. <laughs> so our protagonist, who lacks basic understanding of people and mm-hmm. empathy and what motivates them and what they like, yeah, goes to the mall. Goes to the mall with Rachel and Cassie. They're looking at various stores. And they're like, nah, that one's too expensive. Or Cassie points out a store, and Rachel says, "Look at the name of the store. It might as well scream fat middle-aged lady." <laughs> Does it say that? Yeah, mine it does. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, think about it. Mm. Rachel said, looking slightly perturbed by our stupidity. Look at the <laughs> name on the store. It might as well scream, fat middle-aged ladies. Jake, do you want your mom to think that she is fat? Jake's response is, no. I shook my head vigorously. But then I thought, it might be a trick question. I mean, I don't, do I? <laughs> Rachel rolled her eyes. No, you do not. Duh. No. Have you ever shopped for anything? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he bought Spider Man 3 once. Jesus. Jake is. (sighs) Jake, Jake, hold on. Jake is a complete, by the books, narcissist. Yeah, a dud. But, well, yeah, he's a dud, but he's also, like. He He can't comprehend the way people think, ever. I don't. I don't necessarily think he's a narcissist. I think he's just a stupid dud. Because narcissists in this world are cool. Visser 3. Cool. Mm -hmm. He's obviously a narcissist. Yeah. Jake is not interesting enough to have a flaw that interesting. Yeah. He's... But, like, something in his brain is broken. Or at least it's it's been polished to a mere sheen. His head is a b-ball. He's got b-ball brain. He's got a b-ball for a brain. All right. Podcast goal. Mm. From here on out, yeah. we call it b-ball. Okay. Yeah, I'm never going to say basketball again. <laughs> never. Anyways, they go look around. They find a good skirt. Rachel's real good at shopping. Rachel's so good at shopping. Even, like, 
other characters in Jake's book suck now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, they do. They get they get polished to like a flat nothing. Mm-hmm. That's how bad Jake is. He's like that polished tinfoil. You ever see that shit? Just perfectly reflective. Yeah. That's what... Mm. Anyways, th- this whole chapter is just them at the mall. Um... So I, does th- this even count as like team building or bonding? No, it's about like how dumb Jake is. Like the only interesting thing happens near the end of the chapter when they mention like, "Hey, we're gonna be changing into a fly." Have you seen the movie A Fly? Yeah, right. Talk about the movie The Fly. They, they start talking about the movie The Fly. I've never seen either flies, both the 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 old one or the new one with I've, Jeff Goldblum. I've seen the Jeff Goldblum one. How was I have it? not seen. Oh, it's fucking good. Yeah, like it's, it's a lot of it's body horror, right? Like that's yeah, a lot. Body but, horror with like, transforming it into an animal, yes. specifically a fly. It's it's like the most gold bloomy he's gonna get before it's a joke, and he's like he's a young handsome dude who's like you can obviously tell he's fucking nuts even then. Yeah, but it's controlled, and he's like slowly turning into this fly. And I'm sorry to ruin the end of the fly for Whatever. you and the listeners. It's old, but he like fully transforms into the fly, and he attacks the woman. And he's like down on the floor dying. And he's like full fly monster now. Yeah. He puts the shotgun into his own mouth. And they just blow his fucking head off. <laughs> Which is what Jake makes me want to do. Help me. Help me. Yeah. That's the thing in this book where they start quoting the original The Fly. I didn't get this reference. I yeah. Mean, do kids get this reference? No. Like here's the thing. These kids are older, right? They're like 16, 15. Yeah. Around that range, right? The kids reading these books, sixth, sixth grade, right? Yeah, 10. I always just picture like sixth grader, like, you yeah. know, 10, 11, kind yeah. of that range. What 10-year-old is watching the movie The Fly? Yeah, we had to look up this clip just to understand it. Well, not just the older the movie The Fly, right? But like... Even the Jeff Goldblum one. Either one. Because they're both terrifying. Yeah. It's... Uh... Right? Of my own, I haven't seen them. But like, you know, that they seem like adult movies. They are, yes. Right. But I think Kathy Apples was got a lot of her inspiration from the movie The Fly. Especially this shit. I think she was waiting to write the book when they turn into a fly. <laughs> because, like, that's all this book kind of really focuses in on is changing it into a fly. There's a lot of fly stuff in this book. Yeah. They talk about how they don't want to do any social bugs anymore. Because, Smart. Because <laughs> ants really freaked them out and it was horrifying. Yeah, and- they... The ants make a comeback in this book in a really great way. <laughs> yeah, they kind of experienced ego death, and they didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, it was not, it's not good. Yeah. And so, like, well, flies, they're better than bees, they're smaller. Moths are too big and slow, which, yeah. sure, I guess, I don't know. And their plan is to fly into a hospital's open window? I don't know if that... Well, like, I, I think that seemed okay to me as a non-hospital worker, like... Just fly into a window or going through the door. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like there, there's ways for yeah. flies to get into hospitals. It's fine. Although I never see flies. I've never seen a fly in my hospital. That's good, right? Yeah, because we kind of it's important that it's important for flies not to be in hospitals. It's, yeah, it's like oh, we're just gonna fly into this open wound and lay babies. Right. So have seen maggots on wounds before. Not my favorite. They burst right out. It's gross. This is one. Oh man, feet were covered in maggots. You had to like dunk it in a bucket of. Ugh. Dunk, b-ball, b-ball, dunkin' maggot foot, right into buckets, squoosh. Blah. So they're still grossed out about turning into <laughs> bugs. Yeah, they are. Like, they don't want to turn into bugs, which I, I get. 
right? But they're like, hey, listen, we just need to get into the hospital. Yeah. That's the only reason why we're going to turn into flies. We're not going to stay as flies. We just need to get into the hospital and cause some havoc. Yeah. Right? That's the plan. They, they think that there's a yerk pool there. Right. Which stands to reason, if they're going to put yurks in unconscious people, mm-hmm. the yurks have got to be close. Well, yeah. My understanding is yurks have to be near a pool because, like, they have a really kind of a short time limit. Yeah. If you think about it. Andalites have two hours. Yurks have three days. Right. Three days to find a pool to, mm-hmm. to eat. Otherwise, they die. Yeah. Right? So, Just die. Right. So, you know, stands to reason that there's probably going to be a, a feeding pool in this hospital. Right? So they just need to fly in there, find the pool. Mm. Right. But before we get to that, the old Kathy Apples gives us the description of someone turning into a fly. Ooh. And I think I'll read that for you. Whew. You have to understand, Cassie was mostly still human at the point where the fly eyes showed up. She was about two feet tall and shrinking fast, and the extra legs had already popped out of her chest. And the gauzy wings were growing from her back, but her face was still a human face. <laughs> Wait, so pause there. So it's a fly body uh-huh. and a human face. Human face. Until the eyes popped out. <laughs> oh, I love popped out. Yeah. Like, so the human eyes just kind of like fall into the floor? Is that what we're kind of no, like? No, I think they mean they like popped out protruding from her face, like fly's eyes. Oh, okay, so like the, the eyes just kind of like started to grow over her head? Yeah, like they just became like, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because like if you think about like a fly's head, Oh man, you think you've seen scary stuff? Maybe in movies or on TV? You haven't seen anything scary till you've seen fly eyes pop out of someone's head like a pair of balloons. She was pretty small by the time her fly mouth appeared. I was grateful for that. Because later, when I became a fly, I saw what a fly mouth looks like. The eyes were bad. But if I'd seen that long, tubular, sucking, tongue-like thing come rolling out, that thing that spits on the food, then sucks the spit mixture back in... Uh, and Rachel runs out and vomits. And vomits. She watches <laughs> yeah. this and pukes. Which, they've done this a lot. Yeah. Why so, flies? Why are flies the thing that like really kind of hurts them? Because it's disgusting. And, so, you know, I think I've got... Alright, so let's talk about the fly. We're talking about the fly. Help me! Ooh. Here's some here's some fly facts. I'm ready. I'm eating right. some candy while I eat flies. Hey, guess what? The first thing she said, absolutely right. Like they just like vomit their stomach acid onto food and slurp it back up. Oh, baby, man, I wish I could live that life. Just like sucking all your food. Even better, they can taste with their feet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's something I learned, too, recently, is that humans can kind of taste with their feet, too. What? Here we go. If I'm you, a human. If you rub, if you, you grind up garlic and rub it on your feet, a half hour later, you actually will taste it. This is fucking bullshit. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. This is fucking bullshit. No, this is real. <laughs> You're just smelling garlic. No, well, uh, kind of. Yeah, it's that I... I'm just saying that, okay, like, okay, there, there's okay. a connection. There's a connection there. Okay. Right. Flies can definitely taste with their feet. So anywhere a fly lands, they taste. Oh, Jesus. They do not mention this in the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, when they're all... I'm tasting the floor. <laughs> I'm, I'm tasting my friend the red-tailed hawk's neck. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, every time they land, they defecate. 
<laughs> oh god! <laughs> Think about like a, a fly's GI tract. It's eating an only liquid diet. That shit is gonna go through fast. It's not like they have a lot of length there. Like anytime they land, any amount of pressure is gonna squeeze out a little fly poop. I'm trying to think of all the flies that have landed on my face. Yeah, and they defecate a lot. <laughs> they, they have a lot of poop because they're always eating, which is why they're such a carrier of disease. Amen. Yep. They, they go into this later, but, like, you know, flies, like a lot of insects, they can walk upside down. Mm-hmm. They even talk about that during the cockroach mm-hmm. scene where it's like, oh, I was just, like, gliding up that wall mm-hmm. because flies and cockroaches and many other insects have, like, little filaments on their legs that kind of go into the microscopic cracks and crevices so they can okay. just walk wherever they want. So flies with their eyes, they have, like, that like kind of dome structure, like that grid right. of, like, That tiny Baxter Stockman kind of look. Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how I think of it. Yeah. Anytime I'm picturing him puking on like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> just like slurping up a slurry of turtle. Every time he landed to grab April, he just shits. <laughs> <laughs> I got you now, April O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, okay, but like that grid is great because they have pretty much almost 360 vision. They uh-huh. can see behind them. Ooh. They can <laughs> see when the poop comes out. Right, they can see exactly where they poop. So they also mention later on in the book of, like, they talk about, like, laying a bunch of eggs. Uh-huh. Flies are constantly breeding. <laughs> so flies, flies fuck. Constantly. Because they have a really short lifespan. How long <laughs> the, is their lifespan? Their lifespan is uh, around 30 days, depending on the, the breed of fly. Okay. Like, fruit flies, like, last for less than a day. <laughs> like, you know, it's super short. They're constantly having sex and dying. <laughs> Damn, dude. We were born the wrong species. When they turn into flies... They almost immediately fucked. When? Did they? <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't fuck in the book. But I'm just saying, like, oh. if they did turn into flies, they would immediately be having at it and then laying eggs. Which has the question for me of, like, when you're an animorph and you're an animal and you fuck and you have a kid, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> write us in. Tell us how you feel about that. Tell us how you feel about breeding as a fly. <sighs> it's someone's fetish somewhere. Um, they have unhygienic breeding habits. Well, duh. They're constantly shitting. <laughs> They're constantly shitting. I'm going to land on my fly partner's back and shit all over them. Well, because fight. they eat, like, you know, they eat feces. They mm-hmm. eat rotting carcasses, decaying fruit, whatever they want. So, mm-hmm. of course, they're just, like, dumping eggs into those things. Because that's what maggots eat. Right. Right. And you mentioned, like, at your time in the hospital, maggots actually do a good job. They really do, yeah. But these were, like... Someone had let their skin die kind of maggots. Right, but like those maggots weren't eating live flesh. They no. can't really eat live flesh. They no. only eat decaying matter. Let me let me rephrase that. Mm. They were not clinically applied maggots. <laughs> they were Do you have clinically applied maggots? Oh yeah. Like if I were to go to your hospital, it's like, listen, well, I only want maggots. Put maggots in my wounds. Well, I don't know how my hospital does it, but yes, they are still a treatment. Okay. You can obtain them. Right, because they only eat decaying material, yes. so that prevents like septic shock or whatever. Well, it mostly like if someone's got a necrotic wound. Yeah, one of the ways you can treat that without surgery is letting maggots eat the dead flesh. Yeah, so not everybody does it, but it still gets done. It's not good. It doesn't smell good. Nope, don't like it. But it it does the job. It does the job. Okay, 
Um, they only have one pair of wings. Ooh. Right, so only two wings. Okay. Right, because, you know, after this scene, they talk about how amazing flies are at flying. Uh-huh. Right, because they're just tiny little helicopters, yeah. pretty much. They can go a million miles per hour at their scale. Right. Right, but they only have the two pairs of wings. But they actually have, like, a... It's a kind of a genetic, like, leftover where they have, like, a tiny little, like, fly wing that does absolutely nothing. <laughs> I got one of those. It's called my dick. Right. And, again, like, this is just, like, house fly. Okay. Other flies actually do have it. Uh, like, those extra wings have, right. like, a process. They call them halters. It's good for, like, stopping in midair. They okay. kind of, like, wing flaps. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, that's about it for flies. They actually are... So, last, last fly fact. They, they have... Similar genes to humans. <laughs> they do. They do. They, they only have four chromosomes, but those chromosomes are actually very similar to the chromosomes that we have, which is why they're popular for reproduction lab experiments. God, I wish I only had four chromosomes. All I'd want to do is fuck eating shit. There's I mean, your facts. That's all I want to do now. <laughs> they, they love taste. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they love poop. The whole thing is, man, I can smell poop everywhere. Right. So, which is why, like... Never assume that you caught a fly in time when they land on your food. Oh, fuck. Because even if you can't see it, because sometimes you can see, like, the little specks. Right. Leave. Sometimes. Sometimes, right? But most of the time you can't. And as soon as they land, they squeeze out whatever poop they have in them. So if there's a fly in your bagel, uh, cut out the part and eat the rest of the bagel. Don't be, you know, don't waste food. But, like, mm. just assume that they pooped there. <laughs> but I poop from there. Not <laughs> you there's some fly facts for you. There you go. Fly facts. Thank you, Nate, fly- for the fly facts. Yeah, here's some fly facts. That's my fly facts. Oh, God, that's hard to say. Fly facts. 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 Help me. <laughs> Love this fucking book so much. Right. Ugh. Okay. Well, so, they turn into flies. They turn into flies. They contemplate like that was a really gross thing we went to, but being a fly is fucking great. Yeah, they're like, this is fun. We're flying all over. And <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, Axe doesn't get it. Yeah, they which, explain the willies. Right, they explain the willies. And, like, I love that Axe doesn't really understand why they hate flies. Yeah, Axe doesn't have shame. I fucking love that about him. He doesn't have shame. He doesn't have the hang-ups about insects that we do. No. And part of me wonders, like, is that a cultural thing? Or Probably. It, I mean, do you think it is? Or yeah. Not? I mean, it's gotta be. They're naked the whole time. And their species has done nothing but morph. Why well, would they I was have thinking, hang-ups? Why do humans like, do, do all cultures have a repulsion to insects? Hey, all cultures, write us in and let us know. Please do. We're uh, a couple of... Uh, We're out of our element on, <laughs> on how other cultures like uh, perceive bugs. One, we are not experts. Two, maybe you are. Tell us what cultures think of bugs. I know I'm afraid of bugs. I hate bugs. Bugs are one of my... If I have any phobia at all, it is a centipede in my shoe. Oh, God. Or just crawling on your skin. Right. Like, just burying its legs into your arms. I don't have a problem with flies specifically, which is why, like, this kind of book doesn't really affect me. It's no. Like, you know, turning into fly, it's gross. Sure, but it's no more gross than turning into a cockroach or right. a flea right. or a N- trout, even. Like, like, I'll kill a cockroach. Do I want one to touch me? No. Unless it's one of the singing ones from Joe's apartment. Yeah. Those guys seem pretty dope. Joe's apartment. Sex. Bugs. And rock and roll. What more would you expect from MTV? Shout out to Joe's apartment. Shout out to Joe's apartment. Mid nineties, we're we're back. <laughs> MTV Films, first one. But, um, uh, but no, like centipedes don't like it. Most yeah. worms. 
any... I'm not a fan of worms. I'm not a fan of just bugs in general. No. But, like, Axe does not have the level of repulsion that he has... That, that the rest of the gang does. And that, that comes into play later on, too, is that, like... Neither do the Yurks. Mm-mm. The Yurks don't really, like, have the same, like, visual repulsion of, like, oh, a bug. Gross. The only visual repulsion they have is for Andalites. Right. They hate Andalites. And Andalites hate Yurks. And, like, you know... And Paladins th- hate Jumpers. That's right. <laughs> don't... <laughs> you can't see. I just completely stopped Nate's brain by saying that. <laughs> Ow. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're our jumper fanatics. Oh, oh, I'm back. I just had a dream about tigers. <laughs> a dumbass dream. They, um, they turn into flies. They fly. They're like, okay, let's hop on the Tobias Express. Right. Rachel's having a great time as a fly. Yeah, they have a great time flying around. They're like, ooh, this is fun. It's easy to fly. We're fast. It feels great. They can go any direction in 3D space. They're like, mm-hmm. I can go left, right, up, down, BA, select start. <laughs> and it's and th- they're having a great time. Yeah. Um, and this is where your favorite line of the book comes in, by the way. <laughs> right? They're having a great time as flies. Yeehaw! Axe yells. Whoa! I cried as I blasted straight up what felt like the speed of light. We are ugly as sin, but we are so cool. <laughs> Rachel exulted. We are ugly as sin, but we are so cool. Put that on a shirt. I'd buy it. Fuck. I mean, that's my life. Yeah. Uh, Let's it- go find some dog poop, Marco said. Kidding. Just kidding. And Buzzkill comes over here like, all right, we got important stuff to do. I said, Jake. Yeah. So Jake Jake gets down to business, I guess. So they're um, like, time to get on the bus, which is ride Tobias. Tobias so, which is fucking sweet. It's a great image of like five flies just like hanging out on this neck of a, of a red-tailed hawk. God, I hope he's wearing his little watch or has a little purse. <laughs> He doesn't have the watch anymore. I got rid of it because... I know, but I really liked him like looking I, at his watch. <laughs> you guys have about a minute left. <laughs> and, um, then, and then it's... Uh, what, are the, like, what are the really great like small scenes happen here, too? Well, there's this little bit. <laughs> Hop on the big feathery guy, Cassie said. Aim for the back of his neck. We don't want his wings or tail knocking us off. It's just a good thing I know you guys, Tobias said. My own little necklace of houseflies. It's enough to gag a maggot. Gag a maggot, Marco. Gag a maggot. Hey, pal, don't be dissing our kids that way. Yuck, Tobias commented, and then we were off. I I don't know why. There's something pleasing, listeners. I want you to say this, like when after I say this, pause it and then say it to yourself. It's very fun to say. My own little necklace of houseflies. It's enough to gag a maggot. That just that's fun to say. Stupid as shit. I'm gonna gag a maggot. <laughs> Hmm, my own little necklace of houseflies It's enough to gag a maggot (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I'm gonna say that at work Next time I have to clean up a patient who shits himself Or herself or their self I'm just gonna be like, oh That's enough to gag a maggot (laughs) You what you should say, and I don't say this often enough Is, yuck (laughs) (laughs) I never say yuck Well, I say gross a lot Yeah, well, gross is a good word Like whenever like I'm asking for some I'll be like hey Kevin can you come over here and help me he'll be like coming and I'll be like gross <laughs> yuck I <laughs> I say disgusting things at work I'm very sorry everyone so they're all right in the Tobias Express mm-hmm. oh baby yeah they are uh, they're having some cool chit chat um, that's when they <laughs> notice something suddenly a monster it loomed huge in my comp- uh, my compound eyes 
Smaller than me, but still way, way too big. What the? I yelped. What? What's that? Cassie asked. Oh man, I, I think it's a flea. It looks like about the size of a poodle, but I'm not... It's not even slightly cute. Wait a minute, Tobias cried. Are you telling me I have fleas? Just the one I've seen, I answered. No, he's gone. He probably jumped off. Actually, I was lying. The flea was working his way along Tobias's skin beneath the feathers, looking for a good place to sink his penetrating, bloodthirsty tongue. Okay, we're at the hospital, Tobias said. <laughs> I'll take a low pass and tell you when to jump off. <laughs> so, so they get to the hospital. Uh, he kind of just like drops the flies off at the hospital. He's like, oh, be back later. Yeah, hey, catch you later. And you know what's really a bummer? What? They what pooped on Tobias? Oh, they pooped on Tobias. I didn't even... God damn it, you've ruined this book for me. Uh, go on. But I mean, I've ruined this for you by being horned up. It's... There's no more Visser 3 in this book. Our boy's gone. He has a presence even if he's not there. That's fair. But he's, he's always looming. I'm just going to... I miss him, you know? Yeah, like, you know what? We didn't get, like, a cackling laugh. We didn't. There's no chase scene in Visser 3 here, by the Like, spoilers, but, like, he never shows up to chase him away. No, it was stomping at best. Stomping and raid. They took chasing and lasers and biting away from our boy and replaced it with stomping and raid. He did screech at them, which I did screech. He did screech. Ah, man, I love Vista 3. Anyway, they're at the hospital. Right. They decide to split up. Okay. Um, well, the, the, they decide to split up, but also it's like, hey, listen, Jake, do you want to go through with this? Are you cool? Oh, yeah, they do that. And he's like, thanks, but no, Tom or no Tom, the Yurks have to be stopped. <laughs> right. So uh, they, they go into a room. Wait, he says, I guess that was true. <laughs> Like, he, he's still not sure of it. He ha- hasn't decided how no, he feels. he hasn't. Because he doesn't decide on anything, because he's and dumb. They're they're flying around the hospital. They're like, oh, that must be the maternity ward. I smell a bunch of poop. Oh, hey, there's poop over here. Oh, yeah, also poop here. Two things. Yeah, flies are really good at smelling poop. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's a lot of poop hidden at the hospital. Mm, good and poop? that's... Nutritious poop? There's no good poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horned up, and there's no good poop. That's where we're going with this. But they smell something else. A, something that they say is a lot like poop. A banana? No. They do smell a banana. They smell a banana. Is it more poop? No. He says, now I was getting the scent too. A dark, deep, rich aroma. Sweet and oily. And that's what they call it. I, I love. They, they say similar to poop, but different. A strange smell. So, yerk will smell like poop. I mean, like, wouldn't they, though? Just think about it. Like, when you drop kids off at the pool... No, hold on, wait. It's more more of, like, they need to go down there not just to feed, but also just kind of, like, clean themselves and take care of their, like, bodily functional business. And that usually means... Getting rid of excess gunk. They're they're going... They're going to be, like, taking a bath in their own shit. It is. Crawling out into a brain. Oh, you got yerk shit on your brain. Yeah, well, they have yerk shit on themselves. But, like, you know, think about it. They're a parasite. They're a worm. Worms, like, they just poop anywhere, and they don't care. Same with flies. Right. Flies poop anywhere. Like, it's perfectly natural, though. But it is poop they're swimming in. Hey, you want to do a... Why don't we we do a listener challenge? Okay. Listener, from now on... poop. (laughs) No, from now on, I want you to tweet at us... Mm Mm-hmm. Your best Animorph description of how poop smells. 
This one, a dark, deep, rich aroma, sweet and oily. We want you to do better than that. <laughs> Extra points if it's in a haiku. <laughs> yes. Because I'm going to have a hard time thinking of my own turds as anything other than sweet and oily. I'm more of a fan of a dark, dip, rich aroma. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, personally. But that's, that's just me. Today I'm feeling awfully sweet and oily. <laughs> so they, they need to get to that sweet and oily aroma. It's enough to gag a maggot. <laughs> sweet and oily. Yuck! <laughs> I love it. Oh, so they start heading towards that scent. Oh man, there is definitely something here, Cassie says. <laughs> over there! Do you see a big, shiny-looking Superdome kind of a thing? Yeah, I agree. I think that may be it. Does anyone see anyone in the room? Any humans? No one did. Well, they can't see very well. Yeah, they can't see like, well. They, they can see things up close, but as a fly, you can't really see things far away. Yeah. Um... So, okay, they say, like, axe demorphous. Yeah, you're we, the Andalite. You're the Andalite. We want to still say, like, that we're Andalite warriors, too, because that's their cover, right? That's the cover. Um, so, he, he, he does it. He's willing to do it. He loves doing it, because he loves to... He loves to please Prince Jake. Yeah, he's... He, he loves being helpful. And then this happens. A violent vibration in the air. The eye disappeared from sight. And a second vibration... Like something heavy falling. Axe, are you okay? Yes, there was a human here, but he is unconscious now. And when I read that, I thought he killed someone? Yes, me but too. Like, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets so much worse. We demorphed as quickly as we could. When my human eyesight returned, I saw Axe standing calmly in his analyte form. Against the far wall was a man in a white coat holding a clipboard. He was crumpled and unconscious, but alive. Knowing your brother is a controller, I did not kill this creature, Axe said. I feared it might be him. No, it's not. But that's a good instinct, Axe. Whoever this guy is, he's someone's brother or son or even father. <laughs> I love how simple Jake's brain is. Because he's... It's the 1960s Batman simple. Right. It's, we can't kill them. They have mothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mothers, every one of them. But like... You risked your life to save that riffraff in the bar? They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings. And may be salvaged. <laughs> <laughs> right, <Amen>. it's, <laughs> it's... Yeah. But, like, of course you save them. Like, they're hostages. Yeah, they're, they're not... They're not, like, they're not complicit. They're not doing this on purpose. They are literal hostages. Yeah, some are complicit, but that is a small percentage, probably... Right. Also, I like the idea that Axe might be face blind. Oh, Because, yeah. like, he doesn't recognize, like, I saw this human. I didn't know if he was your brother. He Like, he's seen Tom before, right? I don't think he has at this point. Okay. Not yet. So maybe that's it. But, but I, also, I, he's probably looking at humans like we would look at dogs. Like, oh, there's a cute one. There's a cute one. They're all dogs. I, 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 can, I can tell the difference between some dogs. Dogs I know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he's one of the good dogs. <laughs> we know him. <sighs> but, you know, like, if you were to see mice... I can't tell mice apart. Very true. Um, so, anyways, they find the jac- the emptied out jacuzzi yeah. that I guess they used for like physical therapy. Is that a thing? Did no. your hospital have a jacuzzi? Mm, no, I don't think so. But so, they find a jacuzzi. They find a jacuzzi, and Jake really comes into his element here. This is this, the this, this is the one thing that Jake is good at. It's his calling yeah. as a whirlpool repairman. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant Yerk Killer, but no. You, you definitely meant as a repairman. Well, yeah, because he's like, 
oh, I've got this. And he, like, pop opens the panel and starts rewiring the jacuzzi to turn on yeah. and to boil them alive. Yeah, because the pool is full of gray water. It's full of yurks. He's watched them swim around. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to fry these babies. You he, no, who wants boiled yurk tonight, baby? He rolls up into him. He says, well, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> yurks, Axe said. With that combination of disgust and pure hatred, Andalites always showed. A portable yurk pool. There must be a very small Candrona nearby. And they do the, they do the great thing. I, uh, you know, like props to Jake on this one. Let's boil them alive. Axe, are you good with us boiling them alive? Well, boiling them alive and spinning them around real fast, kill them? Axe looks puzzled. I believe the heat and agitation might destroy them. <laughs> well, that would be a pity. I made a quick decision. Axe, watch the door to the hallway. Cassie, we may need you in some more dangerous morph. What have you got? Wolf. Perfect, but no howling. Jake loves murder. Jake loves murder. Well, I think he loves repairing and then doing murder on top of repair. And he loves stunts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so they go forward with this plan. Yeah. Like He does it like so smoothly. There were no tools in the room, but I did find some tape and a pair of tweezers. That was all I needed. I began reconnecting wires. Red to red, blue to blue, green to green. Without the switches, the settings would all automatically be at maximum. Maximum heat. Maximum jets. He's he's a jacuzzi savant. Yeah, it's the only competent thing he does. It's yeah. He's like, he's like, colors good, colors same. Well, he knew also just like it's gonna default to the highest temperature. Yeah. It's like I I know how jacuzzis. It, it's fine. Ugh. Like then, again, that that's his calling. And he does think it couldn't be this easy, but guess what? It was. Well, it was for a while. Yeah. Like they they do the dumb thing of like. Not blocking the door, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm, I I don't get. Why didn't they lock the door? Because Why don't you dumb. lock the door when they're you're dumb. murdering like the evil alien invader pool? <laughs> right. Jake says, okay, time to boil some yurks. I reached down and stuck the plug in the outlet. It took a few seconds, then the boiling sound began, the familiar jacuzzi bubbling. A door, the door opened. A man and a woman, both wearing white lab coats, were flit. Split second, they froze and stared. Andalites! The woman yelled. Cassie was on her in a flash. She leapt, hit the woman hard, knocking her to the floor. Axe moved toward the man, but the man was fast. He dodged, staying out of the range of Axe's tail. So, <sighs> so and then it devolves into a series of murders. Yeah, so, <laughs> let me read this. I'll do this next part. All this right. is good. It's real good. But then two more men dressed in uniform as guards came plying into the room. The first one leveled a gun. Axe, I shouted. A gun! Axe's tail, Axe's tail flashed. Ah! The controller screamed. The hand that had been holding the gun was no longer attached to the man's arm. He fucking slashed off his arm. And then, like, they start, like, calling other guards. Like, hey, listen, get back up to the pool area. And the lights. Then he drew his gun. Blam, blam. So, so here's where, like, I got a little bit lost with the writing. They told me later there was a third shot, but I didn't hear it. A sledgehammer blow struck me to the side of the head. A ricochet. For a brief second, I clung on to consciousness, but then I swooned. I fell, face down in the whirlpool, face down in the bubbling, boiling mass of dying yurks. So, did he get shot? He got shot by a ricocheting bullet. So Still would have killed him. He's dead. <laughs> Jake died. Like, like, he should have died from that. Right, because, like, it's not like... Even if 
It was enough to knock him over. Yeah. It was enough to stun him. Well, there's. I mean, he's not going to remember it, which is why he says they told me later there was a third shot. And it, but like, it's, but it's a like, massive head injury. It's piercing. Like, you know. Uh, he's dead. He's it's not dead. Like, it's not like he got hit with a two by four. Mm-mm. He got hit with a bullet. <laughs> Even yeah. a ricocheting bullet would kill you. It just means that he's got that extra thick, dumb skull. <laughs> you know what it did? It ricocheted off his smooth, smooth brain. <laughs> yeah. Shot right back out. <laughs> You know, he probably got Phineas gauged and nobody noticed. <laughs> He's like, oh, then I woke up. I'm always angry and I don't feel anything. Me fall asleep now. Fucking. Uh, so he falls face down, unconscious in the superheating yerk pool. Right. That's when he feels it. I don't know for how long. When I woke, I had two terrifying, overwhelming feelings. One was suffocation. I had breathed in a lungful of liquid from the pool. I came to, gasping and hacking and gagging. I was alive, but I could hardly breathe. Each breath was a struggle. I coughed, and I think at some point, I threw up. The second feeling was a pain in my head. Pain like nothing I had ever even imagined before. It was like someone was drilling a hole in my ear. Drilling straight into my brain. I remember reading this as a kid. Yeah. And being fucking terrified. Because... You know what's happening. Right, yeah, no, like, it, he's getting yerked. Yeah, he's getting yerked. He's getting yerk brain right now. I and... wanted to scream, but I was still choking. I was on my knees on the floor of the hospital room, wanted to cry from the pain and gasping for every half-breath of air. All the while, a battle raged. They were trying to get in the doorway, but it was too narrow for more than one or two human controllers at a time to attack. Axe's tail and Cassie's long wolf teeth were enough to hold them off. Blam. Like... <laughs> So he's dazed from getting shot in the head. <laughs> yeah, he just shrugged <laughs> Let's just that one off. Call it what it is. He got sh- he shrugged that one off. He feels something drilling into his brain. Right, and, and you know he doesn't quite realize what's going on. He doesn't acknowledge that he's being yerked yet. He doesn't know, but we know. Right, and here's the great part: Cassie's murdering a bunch of people right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time Cassie's done a murder, and it's I I love this little bit of line. From one of the controllers. Stop firing, you fool, someone shouted. The pool is in there. Visser 3 will eat your guts. (laughs) Yeah, because he will. He will eat your fucking guts. (laughs) There's no question about that. It's not like, you're just exaggerating. No, he will eat your guts. He will slurp your intestines. He will eat your, he will eat the yerk in your brain and then consume your body. You know what? I was wrong. He loves taste. (laughs) He loves taste. Um... So, so, Jake, so like, J- Axe, Jake's getting fuzzy. Yeah, Axe and Cassie are getting overwhelmed by the guards that are coming in. Um, and then all of a sudden, our, our good friend, the huge gorilla, comes in. Yeah. Marco and Rachel come in, and, you know... Uh, the elephant's there, stomping around. Right, doing their thing. Gorilla picks up Jake. He even says, rockabye baby. Oh. So Jake is still slowly waking up. Yeah, he realizes he's not moving. Mm-hmm. He's getting picked up by Marco. Rachel turns into an elephant because, of course, she does. Because <laughs> that's her one move, and you know what? God damn it, it works. <laughs> it works really well. She murders so many people. She They do a lot of murder spells here. Well, here's the thing. You hear a crunch. She crushes skulls with yeah. her foot. <laughs> Boom. Wump. Crunch. <laughs> well, that, I guess that's them bursting through the door, but she probably also, if there were people on the ground, she probably stepped on them. So Marco is carrying Jake like a baby, has him covered in a towel, (laughs) and is swaddling him. Which I think is what Marco wants to do anyway, given the way he talked about Jake last book. You know, like, sometimes you want to be cradled by some big, strong arms. I get it. Yeah, you do. Right? 
And so he says this. The gorilla peeled back the coat that was over my face. You alive? Man, that was intense. That is one hospital that's going to need some redecorating. Due to the amount of human blood on the wall. <laughs> like, no, really. That's yeah. what he's saying. It's like there's so much viscera yeah. around the place. that They need to redecorate it. Yeah, we, it, <laughs> we smashed it. We crunched a bunch of dudes. We did a lot of They killing. need to clean up all those innocent dead bodies. All of the arms axe probably cut <laughs> off. Maybe a few heads. Unfortunately, like, Tobias isn't there. He's not snatching eyes like he usually does. Well, no, he was... He was, like, doing surveillance. He couldn't yeah. do work in a hospital. There's nowhere to fly in a hospital. Yeah, and it was it was too far. He couldn't right. thought-speak them. He had disappeared. Right. And it's fine. But then Jake starts to hear, like, a little whisper in his head. Don't worry. Take a break. We have it under control, more or less. Unbelievable. Said a voice in my head. Can it be... What was that human? What was that voice? Where was it coming from? Marco lifted me and slung me over his, slung me over a horse's back. Cassie. Cassie, a human, yes. And Rachel, a cousin, human as well. My hand tried to pull the coat away from my face. What was happening? There was a voice inside my head. Like, yeah, we know what the voice yeah, is at this point. We know we, what the obviously voice is. though that's a fucking yurk. It's your you got worm brain. You got a worm in your brain, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> I, what's this voice? Man, I can't move. This is weird. Don't struggle, Jake. A voice said in my head, it's pointless. What? Who was saying that? <laughs> Who was what that? Was... <laughs> then a laugh only I could hear. <laughs> Put that primitive human brain to work, Jake. Jake the animal. It sneered. Jake the servant of the Andalite filth. <laughs> then he figured it out. <laughs> then I knew. I knew what the voice was. A yerk! A yerk in my own head! I was a controller. Yeah, you have to spell it out for Jake. He really doesn't make that leap. He's fucking. I mean, he started this book saying, I'm Jake. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking dumb. And, like, uh, here's why I like this yerk. This, this yerk that has invaded his brain. Because he immediately says, you big dummy, very good. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I had to spell it out for you. <laughs> no, no, no. And they're all like, hey, okay, what's going on? Why won't you talk? Right, so he's in the sunken place, effectively, right? Yeah. Where he can hear everything that's happening, he can see everything that's happening. I wanted him. to tell them both to scream, they have me, they are inside me. But I couldn't make my mouth move. It was like there was this roadblock. Like I could form thoughts, give the order to my lips and tongue to speak, but the order never got there. Struggle all you like, human. Fight me! The yerk gloated. Go ahead. It won't matter. In the end, I am in your head. I am wrapped around your brain like a living blanket. No! And his smooth-ass brain just... <laughs> yeah, like a blanket. Because, like, he doesn't really need to work hard to get all those neurons together. <laughs> no. I can read your thoughts. I control your body. I am tapped into your memory. I can read it like a book. Get out of my head. No, no. <laughs> okay, oh. I'm sorry. Jake, Jake does not sound like that. That's how he sounds. No! No! Bad alien brain! <laughs> He's dumb. Oh, I don't think I want to do that, Jake. Why would I abandon such an interesting host? So you are the one who has driven Visser 3 half mad with rage. The kid. The midget. Uh, but he's got the yerk in his brain. And the, and the yerk is just, like, fucking loving it. He loves us. Like, I'm in control! Ha ha ha! Oh, the irony is really sweet. Don't you get it, clever yeah. Jake? It's like, aren't you just the dumbest fuck? I'm going to be the governor. Oh! 
great set He's of like, circumstances. I used to be your brother. Now I'm going to be the governor. <laughs> but first, I'm you. But soon, the president. <laughs> Great. This Yurk is a fucking evil piece of shit, and I love him. He's He has, like, the best middle management, like, aphorisms. I love it. Because, like, that's the thing. He just wants to move up. He just wants to be... He wants yeah. to be, like... So the, the Yurk system is set up in, like, number ranks. Like, right. he's currently, like, 120-something. Yeah. And then when the Yurk... It's 112, I believe. Okay, 112. Tem- Temrash 112. Sure. Fine. But he, he finally says, yeah... I also controlled Tom, and Jake's like, what? And he goes, Ah, I thought that might interest you. Yes, Tom was my host. Then he's free? <laughs> so you're laughed in my head. You're even stupider than your brother. True. True. That's what I wanted to get to. No, your brother's body has been given to a new York, someone with a lower rank. I am too important now to be wasted on Tom. I am to take on a new and important project. A very special host. The governor. <laughs> Jake, Tobias thought speaking to me. If you can hear me, move your hand. Well, well. Not a complete idiot, are you? Well, I would disagree. Definitely a complete idiot. Yeah, a complete moron. Yeah, he was going to be... This Yurk was going to be given the governor's brain. Yeah. So, he, he was moving up in the world and he was feeling it. Yeah. Right, but he almost got boiled alive, and now he's stuck in Jake. Yeah. But he's still fine. He's still got that positive attitude of, like, hey, now I got all these analyzes. This is great. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. Man, went from... <laughs> what is that saying about the damn frogs? Out of the pan and into the whatever? Into the French person's mouth. <laughs> yeah. 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 He went from out of the hot pan into the French person's mouth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, and... In this case, the French person's mouth happens to be, he finds out who the resistance is. Right. He's like, well, because he has complete access to everything that's in that dumb, dumb brain. And it doesn't take him long to absorb all that information. No, he's like very, it's one, either easy for Yerks to do it, or two, Jake is just a complete fucking idiot. Yeah, it's a book you can read in like an hour. (laughs) This is actually taking longer than it is to read the book. We're not sorry. Go fuck yourself. Especially if your name's Terry. Yeah, fuck Terry's. We don't. This is an anti-Terry podcast. Reiterate it. So, oh, he, so he, he like he echoes back of like I know everything. He's like, I know Cassie. I know Marco. I know Tobias. I know Axemili Esrafirkifil. Yeah, which is Ax because yeah, like, that's you know, Ax. We don't want to say that every time. That's nope. way too much word. Yeah, right. He knows everything that Jake knows, and then he finally pops out of it. Nothing is the matter with me. I said quite suddenly. I'm fine. Only I didn't say it. My mouth spoke the words, but I didn't say it. The yurk had spoken through my mouth. And this is this is a good sequence of him, like, being trapped in his own body. Right. Yeah, he's, he's been Malkoviched. He, yeah. He's been taken over. He's, he's, he's a, a complete puppet. And he's, like, I think he doesn't quite see himself in the third person. But no. he's seen, like, what he's seen through his eyes. He can feel everything. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. But he has no control of what he's doing. Can you imagine... If Jake got Malkovich into his own brain, it'd just be... You know how in the movie it's just like, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> With Jake, it's just him eating paint. <laughs> no, B-ball. I, Jake, paint, b-ball. You, <laughs> that's what it's, <laughs> It would just 
be him, copies of him, just like doing sick stunts <laughs> and shooting hoops. The B ball, Jake, Jake, the B ball, Nathard, B ball. Fucking stupid. Oh, I hate him. It's his paradise. Ugh. And he, he fights, he tries to fight, and all the while this Yurk is like, you dumb motherfucker, that ain't gonna work, I'm so fucking smart. Yes, little human, the Yurk sneered silently. Your body is my home now, mine. Body and mind under my control. Forget resistance, it is futile. No host has ever overpowered a Yurk. It is impossible. Except for that one time when it totally happened. Well, like, for a moment. I think the point he's trying to make is, you can't beat me. You might beat me for a second, yeah, but you can't beat me. What about Chapman? Like Chapman, specifically well, yeah, Chapman. That, they, that works for like thirty seconds. That's all needs to happen. He just needs to be like, "I'm Jake Beeball." Oh no, you're friend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what he needs to do. Right. He's Jake's witnessed this, but think of it this way: what we know about Jake. What What do you What do we know about Jake? I'll answer. He's dumb. He's dumb and he's weak-willed. That's why he can't overpower the Yurk. I was going to go with the weak... He has no love for his friends. He he does not have the love that Chapman had for his daughter. No. So that's why he can't overpower this fucking Yurk. He doesn't feel love for them. So he's like, oh man, this sucks. I guess I'm this forever now. Oh well. Stop. Uh, okay, that didn't work. Please stop. <laughs> I felt a dark wave of terror wash over me. He was telling the truth. I knew he was. No host had ever defeated the Yurk. Resistance was futile. Futile. It would never be free. Just like Tom. If this Yurk moved on, they would give me to another. I was a slave. Forever. Fucking yeah, he pussy. Just, he gave up immediately. He gave up immediately. Like, here's the thing. Credit, it's probably real hard. <laughs> yeah, it's... But <clears throat> if you cared about something, like Chapman, yeah. or Chapman's wife, right. you could, for a moment... And he's seen this. He saw this. He witnessed this! Right, he should know. I fucking hate Jake. But he's just like, it's impossible. He's a passive, empty vessel for plot to happen to, and there's nothing inside. Right. Which, obviously, the only thing cool inside of Jake is a yerk. <laughs> that's but, that's you're, all. Yeah. I don't... He's fucking dumb, and I wish this yerk was a good guy and just stayed in him. I was I was rooting for the yerk this entire <laughs> last part of this book. I wanted the yerk to get away with the Jake body. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. No. And he, so here's what happens is that they, they finally escape the hospital. They're, they're walking along, mm -hmm. right? And they meet up with Axe. Yeah. And just like a gut reaction that Yerks have to Andalites is repulsion yeah. and anger and disgust. A and he, moment. And he couldn't hide that. He had a sneer, just the slightest sneer. And Axe immediately tuned in on that, and he pointed at Jake and yelled, Yerk! Yerk! You're Yerk! You've been Yerked! It was the end of Body Snatchers where Axe just went, <laughs> Right. Went with his fucking scorpion tail penis. Right. And pinned him against the wall and was about to tail his ass. Everyone's freaking out. I'm like, whoa, Axe, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, he's a Yerk. Yeah, he's obviously a Yerk. He sneered at me. <laughs> Prince Jake loves me. Prince Jake loves me? He wouldn't do upside down face at me. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what he's saying. Right. And, and Jake, so I feel bad for this Yerk because he's not great at lying. He's, he's just like, the Yerk is such a bad liar. He doesn't even try. Right, he's just like, this is crazy. The Yerk tried a disbelieving laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Marco, Cassie. Hey, would you please tell this nut that I am okay? Hey, 
this blue centaur we got? He's a loco. <laughs> I am not a yerk. <laughs> he is, he's gone a cuckoo. Hey, hey, if anyone's a yerk, it's probably him, right? This Andalite scum. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, it's like, this Andalite garbage. <laughs> like, he's so bad at he's, lying. And it's, yeah, we don't have to go over all this. No, because, like, they Axe is like, he was acting like someone who got yerked. They appear like they're in a coma. And then they pop back to it. Right. And, yeah, he's like, it takes a little while for yours mm-hmm. to take over a brain. You know, I think he said, like, five or some minutes. For yeah. Jake, it's probably two. Yeah. And <laughs> a tight 45 seconds. Right. He just rolled over and showed his belly. But, it, like, they noticed it. Yeah. Right. And so just, like, to, just to be safe, we should be cautious. Yeah. And everyone in this group is paranoid. They're all paranoid. Yeah. And they all saw him fall into the yerk pool, so mm-hmm. it's a possibility. Right. And they're walking along, and this yerk is like, hey, you guys are all nuts. Let's just go home. Everything's fine. And that's when one of these other dinks, the mm-hmm. smarter animorphs, right. is like, you know, if you were really Jake, you'd know that you couldn't fight this, and you'd be trying to help. Right. You'd you'd say that we were right to be suspicious. You would know both Rachel and Marco enough that they wouldn't just give up on this. Right. And and so, like, you kind of fighting this really means that we should be even more suspicious. This is not something Jake would do. Yeah, and then the fucking yerk goes off. They want to lock him up for three days just to make sure. Yeah. And so he says, look, it's like Cassie said, my folks will go nuts if they lock him up. Yeah. They'll call the police. They'll go on TV asking if anyone has seen me. They'll be putting up posters all over town. I mean, no offense, Tobias. But I have an actual family, not some messed up aunts and uncles who didn't want to be taking care of me in the first place. People will notice if I disappear. I turn to Cassie. Cassie, come on. Explain it to them. Damn. That's... But here's the thing. You know, Jake might say that. He has no respect for Tobias at all. Here's why I don't think Jake would say that. Hmm. He's not smart enough to say that. He's not smart enough to empathize with... The feelings of others. Yeah. He would not know how to exploit someone's feelings. He does not even acknowledge that Tobias didn't have a family. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of cruised. This is the first time he's mentioned it. Yeah. He's never, like, he mentioned it in his first person point of view. But he's never said anything. Right. And he certainly wouldn't be that so blatantly cruel. Right. And they're like, oh, well, maybe he is fucked up. And they're like, well, let's just have an axe turn into Jake. Yeah, and just like take, take his place, place for yeah. three days. Yeah, he can do it. And then, well, I mean, the yerk in my head was not happy. What's the matter, Temrash one one four of the Sulpniar pool? I asked, not feeling quite so cocky anymore. I love that pool name. It's a good <laughs> yeah. pool name. The Sulpniar pool. Temrash one one four reporting for business. We we name our poop pools. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the name of your toilet? Greg. <laughs> what about Sulpnar? <laughs> They're like, okay, yeah, sure, let's, All right. let's, let's do that. Axe, acquire Jake. And the Yerk's like... <laughs> well, yeah, when he goes to, like, acquire Jake, the touch repulses him so much that he just, like, flips out. Yeah, he's like, get your hand off me, and like, filth. You damn dirty ape. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, if a fucking blue centaur touched me, I might... I'd be skeeved out, but, like, whatever, Jake knows like, Axe at this point. When my ugliest friend touches me, I'm good with it because they're my friend. I don't freak out. Yeah. I'm yep. like... Bryce, it's cool if you touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when Rachel says, well, 
At least now we're sure. Yeah, like it's pretty obvious now that he's... Yeah. Andalite filth, Tobias repeated the Yerk's words. We're supposed to believe Jake would say that. Jake. Because he was stressed out? Nah, not in this universe. I mean, occasionally when I get angry at somebody, I kind of say human filth. I just like... Yeah. It's... <laughs> Stop tossing me filth! <laughs> you know, sometimes I just flip out like that. Yeah, well, next time I'm angry, I'm going to say, Don't touch me, you filth! <laughs> It just happens. It's... You are garbage. <laughs> You've dirtied me with your touch, filth. Oh, sorry. I'm just so stressed. It's been a long week. Man, today's been really hard. For a second there, I thought you were filth. <laughs> so, so they're like, all right, let's tie him up in a shack. Yeah, let's tie, <laughs> let's tie him up for three days in a shack. Bias <laughs> is like, hey, I know a shack. Yeah, well, of course he does. Of course he does. Because they, they can't do any of their houses. They can't do Cassie's barn. Right. So they're like, okay, we'll go to the shack. we got to find a place to hide somebody for three days. Right. Uh, so they find this, like, drugged up shack. Could you could you find a place to hide someone for three days? This is unrelated. Yeah. Mm, go on. Wait, you lived in Roseburg. Oh, shit. We could totally do it there. You just need to find any, like, you know, somewhat rural town near a highway. <laughs> you know, probably has a meth problem. Yeah, and my uncle's got a bunch of prop or not my uncle, my grandpa's got a bunch of property. Yeah, and he's kind of getting dementia, so right. No, you could hide someone tied up there for a couple of days. Yeah, do you know any? Do you know any yurks that we can uh, take out to uh, the woods? Yeah, any any filthy yurks that we could take out there? So they're walking along to the shack. <laughs> they're going to the shack. They're going to the shack, and they're like, the Yerk this whole time is like, I'm still feeling good. I got this. Yeah, the Yerk's like, whatever. We got this shit. Here's what I'm going to do. First, I'm going to turn your friend Cassie. She seems the weakest emotionally. Yeah. Cassie's the weakest. She loves you, and I'm going to use that. Right. You know, he, he's just like picking apart the situation. It's like, I got yeah. this. And then, if that doesn't work, Marco's circumstances means I can turn him. Right. I'll just say like, hey, listen, I know how to free your mother. Hey. Well, he doesn't say that, but, like, you know... You That's can, what he's thinking. You can make that interpretation of, like, he has some leverage. He can, like, turn you guys against each other. It's cool. Yeah. Which, honestly, probably could have. <laughs> yeah, he definitely could have. <laughs> right? It's... Oh, God. And, and so, like, Axe is, like, this entire time, is just keeps on prodding him. It's like, not so bad a day, Axe piped up from behind. How many yurks were in that pool? How many survived those temperatures? Only you, like, getting inside Prince Jake... How many of your pool fellows died today? I could feel the yerk boiling with rage. I, I love how, like, Axe is just, like, loving this, like... Oh. He, he's loving this war a little bit. Axe? I mean, this is what he was born for. Right. He's like, you know, he, he captured that Nazi. He's like, hey, how many of my friends did I kill back there, huh? Yeah. It's like, hey, how many of your friends can I just cut their arms off, huh? Oh, you know, dumb I, I, slug. Oh, I, I have one in my pocket. It, I'm just gonna... Squeeze his head? Should I squeeze his... Oh, oh, I killed him too oh. quickly. Oh, oh dang. man. Oh. God, I was going to make him suffer, but it's going to make you suffer. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, darn. <laughs> but he's loving it. And it's, I mean, do you blame him? No. The well, Yerks like, killed his brother. Killed his, like... They've been at war, the two... The Yerks and the Andalites, forever. Right. Yeah, he, he he's, he's feeling spiteful. He's feeling it. Axe knows what to do to push this Yerk's buttons, and it's like, it was shocking and bizarre to feel so much emotion. It was something he could not hide from me. I could feel his emotions, even though I could not penetrate his thoughts. So that Yerk is losing it. Right. I love that. But, like, he, he's not losing his cool, right? He's still trying to play along that he is still Jake. Axe, the Yerk said. I'm never happy when any creature has to be destroyed, but I don't feel pity for any of those dirty yurks. Yeah. I, dirty is not what was. No. Uh, out to enslave us. We did what we had to do. It was perfect. 
exactly what I would have said because it was exactly what I felt. Right, because like, you know, he's playing off like I don't, I don't care about them. those guys. Whatever, Yurks, better off dead. Don't need them. So, you know what I like about this, and what I'm, what I've kind of thought about it. What? There's this little bit where it says, "Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Cassie looking at me with a puzzled expression. See, already she has doubts." The Yurk said to me. She is bothered by the Andalite's bloodthirstiness. She liked what I said more. Was he right? Would all my friends stand firm? How could they when every word I spoke sounded exactly like me? I think Tobias is telling them what to say via thought speak. I think they played him from the start. Really? Like, I, I, I don't get that. Like, what makes you say that? Because later, when they've got him in the hut, mm-hmm. and Rachel falls asleep, quote, Right, yeah. Cassie's waiting in owl form. Mm-hmm. They basically heard this yerk all through the forest right. through a series of traps. They were coordinating this from the get-go. Once Tobias realized that Jake was a yerk, he's done this before. He's privately thought spoke to other people. Yeah, he they, probably did that to all they, of them. They can do that. And since we're so locked into this first person, like, yeah. Because it's like... But all this shit happens, and you wonder when did they plan this? They're planning it now. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a maybe. I mean, I feel that they're definitely working better as a unit without Jake as a leader. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like this plan- that guy sucks. Like, so yeah, just to get ahead of it, like anything this year tries immediately gets fouled up by the animorphs. Like, yeah, he- they tie up Jake. They're gonna watch him in shifts while Axe goes to be Jake. Right at home. Yeah. And, like, it, it, they work like a, a machine. They're like, okay. They're uh, perfect. They're, they're, they're the perfect team now. Like, Tobias is flying above and kind of keeping a track just, like, mm-hmm. because he's the one that can be there all of the time. Yeah. Because he doesn't need to go back and report to parents. Nope. Right. And then there's usually a human there kind yep. of watching over Jake. And then Jake, the big dumb idiot, forgot that he can morph. <laughs> yeah. Jake, the fucking idiot. Like, Rachel's watching them. They, the Yurk, Jake, and Rachel eat dinner in right. the little hut. And then Rachel goes to sleep, but not really asleep. Right. And so the Yurk just starts laughing. He's like, well, I got this shit. Right. He turns into the tiger and mm-hmm. sneaks out. And he's like, I'm not going to kill Rachel. Right. Because Visser 3 is going to want to turn her into a Yurk. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, good thinking. Yep. Grab, you, grab yourself a, a Indolite. Yeah. Or a human who can morph. And so he slinks away. Yeah. And then, like, so, so he swings away as a tiger, and then what happens? Like, he, he starts yeah. smelling humans, so he's right. like, oh, I'll just go towards the humans. That's where society is. Right. And Jake's like, why are you smelling humans? There shouldn't be humans out here. And he's like, whatever. That's society. We're headed towards that way. Mm-hmm. So they're going along for a while. And Jake's like, uh, you're going to hit the two-hour time limit. Yeah, yeah, because he's getting lost. Like, he doesn't yeah. know where he's going. He, the tiger doesn't know he where to go. He keeps on following the humans then, but that goes nowhere. Yeah, it keeps changing, and he's, like, walking in circles. Right. So he's like, well, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn into the falcon. Right. So he's like, I, I'm i going to turn into a falcon morph. I'm going to fly away. It'll be no sweat. Yeah. I should have thought of this earlier. I'm just going to fly the fuck away. So you dumb. So he starts turning into the falcon. He feels a thump. He's like, oh, fuck. That hurt. And then a thump, thump. He's <laughs> like, oh, my wing is broken off. <laughs> when he gets a thought speak from Cassie saying, hey. I'm an owl. I can see at night and you can't. <laughs> I'm going to eat your shit. Because again, yeah. Tobias knows exactly what bird because yes! he's been watching owls this entire which, time. Which is why I thought Tobias arranged this whole thing. He's like, we need an owl. Someone to watch at night. 
Yeah, you're right. Tobias did this. He could. He coordinated this attack. Tobias know, knows birds. <laughs> if there's one thing he knows, it's birds. The one thing he's like always wanted to be is an owl. He can't. So he's like, Cassie, just go be an owl. <laughs> just, you gotta rip your boyfriend's arm off. It's cool. And so he says, fine, I won't be a bird. I'll be a fucking wolf. Right. That that doesn't go well either. That doesn't go well either. So he's like, oh, this wolf has a sense of direction. Right. Oh, I can smell. And he can move really fast, too. He can move really fast. And he's like, oh, the humans are this way. We'll just head towards the humans. Right. And they, he wanders. He's running as the wolf. Mm-hmm. When he's like, wait, I smell other wolves. Right. And, and he's like, he hears a howl. And yeah, he like, hears a howl. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the alpha wolf. You got to watch out for that guy. He's like, yeah, you're in the same spot where wolves tried to kill us. And they're better at being wolves than we are. The howling you're hearing is my friends alerting the other wolves. <laughs> And so Marco shows up in human form. Yeah. Next to this wolf. Mm-hmm. And he says, over there, a pack of wolves ready to kill and eat you. Me, I'm here with my elephant friend. <laughs> like, was fucking... Rachel, Rachel loves an elephant. Rachel shows up an elephant. He goes, she, loves, yeah, she loves that elephant. Yeah. You might eat me. You might kill me. But you know what? We've always said better dead than a controller. That's right. And Rachel will kill you. And she's fast. Yeah, Which, and he's they're like, so well coordinated. Like they, without Jake there, it's just saying, I don't know, scramble. Like yeah, they, <laughs> they 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 have a plan, they follow through on the plan, it's perfect. Yeah, they get this yerk to realize it's fucking futile. Right. So like all he does is just like goes back to the shack, falls asleep, and like starts toying with Jake a little bit. Like this yeah. is when he gets into those like this fantasies. When he starts fucking with him. Right. He's just like, listen, Jake, I can I can. Yeah. I know your deepest darkest yeah. secrets. The I yerk is like, here's my fantasy. I'm gonna be. A visser. I'm going to be promoted. Everything's going to be perfect. And Jake's like, yeah, you have a lot of fantasies there, dork. Mm. And the ear goes, you're going to make fun of my fantasy? <laughs> you. Jake. Making fun of my fantasy. Let's look at your fucking fantasy. And Jake's fantasy is the dumbest fucking shit in the world. We need to read this in its entirety. Take it. Take it away, <laughs> man. And then, to my horror, I was no longer in the cabin. It was a bright, huge gymnasium. But not exactly a gym, a sports arena. Yes, with thousands and thousands of fans. I feel like crawling away. I knew this fantasy. It was kind of lame, I guess, but I couldn't escape. The The Yerk could play my fantasy as easy as watching a video. In my fantasy, people were cheering. And there I was in a pro uniform. I was older, but I looked pretty much like myself. Uh, the game clock was at five seconds. Four, three. I set up and took an incredible three-point shot in the midcourt. Swish. <laughs> like it's the dumbest shit. It's dumber than him. Like, you know, if I could be any animal, I would, I would be a stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. It's it's the dumbest thing. Like that's his dream. He just wants to like fucking shoot b-ball. And. And it's just like the crowd goes wild and they all love me. Yeah. First prize. First prize. First prize. Oh, it's just god awful. So they get back to the cabin and the yerk is fucking pissed off. He's right. like, you humans are so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. At least when a yerk knows something is futile, they just fucking give up. But you humans, you fight so much. You don't give up even when you know you're going to die. And Jake's like, yeah, that's why we're going to win. And the Yerk says, that's the thing about your world. You got a lot of fucking species. You got too much fucking shit. 
you're just fucking bonkers. And Jake, to his credit, I mean, the Yerk says, This is a savage planet. We will tame this world, and we will take it over. But I don't think even he believed it anymore. It was around 9 in the morning on Saturday the Yerk first took over my body and my brain. By Monday evening, when the sun went down, he was growing distracted, unable to concentrate clearly. And that's when he tries to turn into the falcon again. And my favorite part of this whole book happens. He tried to take on the shape of the bird again. Bird shape again. Reforming the peregrine falcon. It was daylight this time. And Tobias landed while the falcon was still half morphed. He grabbed the falcon head in his talon. And simply explained that if the yerk did not demorph, he would be killed. For the first time, the yerk broke his silence with the others. And he spoke as a yerk. If you kill me, you'll kill your friend as well, he warned. Yes, Tobias said. I know. You won't do it. Right from the start, we have all said the same thing. Better to die than be a controller, Tobias said. But in any case, I don't need to kill you. I can simply put your eyes out. A blind falcon doesn't fly far. Our boy, the eye thief. He loves eyes. He loves ripping out eyes. Well, because, like, what else is he going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, what else is he going to do? But what else is he good at? Do it. You play to your skills. Like, yeah. You know, he knows I mean, what he's good at. He's good at snatching eyes and taking names. And the Yerk fucking gave up. He morphed back. And <laughs> yeah, and, and like this is the saddest. This is when he like actually really gave up. Yeah. Like before he like he's tried so many things. He tried to turn into an ant. Almost mm. got ripped apart. Yeah, he did try into an ant. He got ripped apart. <laughs> he morphed great. back. <laughs> we learned that one. <laughs> and the the Yerk says, "You think you'll win? You won't win. Your people are blind to what is happening." The Andalites will not return in time. Maybe, but you won't be there to see it, I said. Must be four in the morning. Five hours left. Tick tock. You're a cruel little human, aren't you? I don't think so, no. You know I am dying and you laugh at me. What do you expect? Pity? He laughed. No. We don't offer pity. We don't expect pity. You're the masters of the galaxy. Conquerors of the Horpagurant. Yeah, yeah, I know. The mighty Yurk Empire. So, so Jake is, like, really getting into, like, torturing this guy. Yeah. Like, he, he's, he, he loves just, like, you know, yeah, you're going to be dead soon. How does it feel to be dying? Yeah. Hey, what's it like to be fucking dying? Dunk! <laughs> Guess what? I was, I was a cockroach once, and my body died. How does it fucking feel? Yeah, remember ego death? No, you don't. I do. I got out through it just fine. Yeah, look at me. I'm great. You know why? I don't feel anything because I'm dumb. Right, and, and this is where like the, the Yurk kind of really just like expands on the Yurk civilization a little bit more. Like, yeah, we Yurks evolved as parasites, not predators. Unlike you humans, we did not kill to eat. We were peaceful. We took many different species as our hosts, and as they evolved, so did we. Over time, the Geds evolved. They were sort of like a monkey, I suppose. We were in the Geds till the Andalites first came. Some of our people still have nothing better than Geds for hosts. So if you're a trash tier Yurk, you're in a Ged. You're in a Ged. Which is like, I'm just assuming like a slow blob monkey. And that's when the Yurk taunts Jake. What about the Andalites, I asked. What happened when they came to your world? Of course. The Andalite has not told you their story, has he? What a pity. Such a fine story. Ask your pet Andalite act sometime. Ask him the story of the Andalites and the Yurks. So it's like I bet the Andalites did some shady shit. Really? I think so. Well, you know, you've read well, the Shut books. up. <laughs> but, like, he, because here's what I thought. I thought it was more of, like, a thing where the Andalites landed, probably tried to help the Yurks to, like, you know, evolve and, and you know, right. reach out to the stars, do the whole <laughs> Star Trek shit. And they just probably got Yurk-brained as a result. <laughs> like, there, let me help you. It's like, 
It's like the first Native Americans that helped out the pilgrims. Oh, <laughs> let's hold on and see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my theory. I don't know. We we'll shall get, see. We'll get there. We shall see. Right, so... That's when dawn hits. Yeah. And that's when the fugue starts. I, I like the name the fugue. <laughs> Me too. That's what Axe calls the final hours. And it's... Uh, so, like, they, they kind of say, like, you know, this is probably going to be painful. Yeah, this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. So it hurts Jake, right? Yeah. The, the few is going to hurt both parties. He feels the Yurk die. Yeah. And he also is given a vision. Well, yeah, because, like, the Yurk is kind of just doing a brain dump of all these feelings and emotions into Jake because they can see the same thing, right? Yeah, which is what I do in relationships. Yeah. It's like the end of The Crow... Where he's fighting Top Dollar, which is the villain of The Crow's last name. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. Pulled that from memory. Okay. And, like, Top Dollar's killed his crow. Brandon Lee's mortal. They're sword fighting. Top Dollar stabs him in the stomach. Brandon Lee's like, I have this for you. It's 17 hours of pain and misery. I don't need it anymore. And he touches Top Dollar's head, and he feels all the pain of Brandon Lee's girlfriend dying in the hospital. All the sadness. All the rape. All the abuse, everything, all at once. That's what the Yurk does to Jake. The Yurk. But, the, but he gets extra. It's more than just the pain. He gets also, like, a little bit of Yurk history. He does get the Yurk history. The vision was dim. The hearing was better. The Yurk had been excited at getting his first host. He had subdued the Gedmind with ruthless ease, crushing it with his superior intelligence and will. The memory made me sick. The Ged's bewilderment, his fear, and the Yurk's fierce arrogance. That's when he <coughs> remembers being a hork bajur. Yeah. So the fugue, the final hours of the Yurk's life. I was watching him die. A lot had happened to me since I first saw the Andalite Prince land on the construction site. More strange things than happened to most people in their entire lives. But the strangest was this, and the saddest. The Yurk cried in pain, again and again. The visions came floating up, crystal clear as if they had just happened. Visions of the good times in the Yurk's life, and of bad times. The emotions were strange, alien. I guess that's the word for them. There was no memory of love. I guess Yurks don't do love. But there was affection, pride, fear, regret. Those I could understand. So, do you remember the end of Slither? Yeah. Where they all turn into that blob and, like, uh, mm-hmm. one of the characters gets, like, uh, a Slither in the air. It's a Yurk. Yeah. Because, like, hey, guess what? Slithers are actually probably just Yurks. <laughs> yeah, it's... why well, I probably like Slither so much because they're Yurks. Yeah, go watch Slither if you haven't seen If you haven't seen Slither... Go see it. Right. Listen, finish this podcast. Yeah, no. Watch, listen to all these podcasts. Listen to them all two, three times. Then do Slither. Then watch Slither. What the hell happened to you, Otis? Poison Ivy Outback, maybe? Richie. No, they're not my parents. They're trying to trick you. <laughs> the worms are in their brains. Um, Seriously, Slither, great fucking time. Yeah, so like you know how like she gets like the flashbacks of like every yeah. single animal the yeah, Slither the has taken crawls, over. The Slither crawls into the girl's brain and she sees for half a second the history. This is what's happening to Jake. Right. Slither stole from animorphs. Yeah, a little I bit. I love Slither. Oh, no. But like, okay, so but, like he's like, okay, I am now feeling being into like a Ged, which is like a monkey thing. Yeah. I feel being in a Horkvature. Every single like... Thing that this Yurk has taken over, he feels. Yeah, and including then, Tom. Yeah, and then the memories I feared most. Tom. He had joined the sharing for a simple, silly reason. A pretty girl he liked was a member. He had wanted to get close to her. He had gone to meetings. He'd played along with them, never guessing the truth. All he cared about was the girl. 
He had stumbled accidentally to a secret leadership meeting. He thought the girl was seeing another boy, but she was one of them. He had followed her, wandered into the meeting, and seen Visser 3. Visser 3 and his Andalite body. I saw the controllers grab a yelling, punching, kicking Tom. I saw as they tied him up, carried him through the secret passageways to the great underground York pool. I saw him scream as he realized what was happening. I felt his fear. I felt his rage as the York slug crawled into his ear and wrapped itself around his brain. I felt every ounce of his despair. That's some heavy shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's bad news. But um, on the plus side, the York's dying, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> and on the, also the plus side, the York was no longer in pain. It was beyond pain. <laughs> hey, so that's nice. I want to be beyond pain. Fuck. Yeah. As the York's dying, Jake's able to regain some control. And the York says, So, you win, human. The York shuddered. I could feel it. A physical spasm. My vision changed. I felt... It's hard to describe... I felt as if I were seeing through things, into things. Like I could see the front and back and top, bottom inside of everything all at once, and then I saw it. So this is where I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? And then I saw it. A, a creature. creature. Or a machine. Some combination of both. It had no arms. It sat still as if unable to move on a throne that was miles high. Its head was a single eye. The eye turned slowly, left. Right. So I, why is Sauron here? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> so, like, there's this machine that has a big eye that is just, like, seeing everything. Yeah. So, so like, it, so, and not only that, like, it does the whole Sauron thing, too, where, and like... it sees him. It sees Jake. <laughs> it saw me. It saw me. No, no, I cried in silent terror. I looked away. And when I opened my eyes again, all I saw was a weird glow. The glow faded little by little. I was trembling. It's over, Jake. Cassie said. I rose slowly to my feet. I moved my own legs. Was in control of myself again. I looked down on the wooden floor of the shack. A gray slug, not six inches long, lay there, still. As we watched, it withered and shriveled and became nothing. I like how it slides out of the brain. Because I <laughs> yeah. always assumed that it would just, like, stay in the brain. <laughs> yeah, or, like, melt out of the ears as liquid or something. No, but it's just, like... Well, in normal humans, yeah, but, like, with that smooth brain, it probably goes... Oh, yeah, it just off. slipped right out. Just Went in one ear, one ear right out the other. Just, like, yep. Fine. Super goopy. Uh, now everything's normal and fine. Yeah, <laughs> another smash cut. Because, like, uh, Jake got over this real fast. Yeah, because he doesn't have feelings. He has no idea what trauma is. He's just like, huh! <laughs> oh, there's a thing in my ear. <laughs> wow, look at Slug on floor, dead. <laughs> Not. Well, he's probably got a little bit of brain damage from that bullet to the head. <laughs> yeah, he did take a bullet to the head. It's fine. Fine. So... Jake does his first thoughtful thing in the last chapter of this book. What's that? He turns into a wolf and calls his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we get there, yeah. remember, the, remember that like Axe has been Jake yeah. for the last Axe, couple of days. Axe has been Jake for the last weekend. He gets home, and they're like, uh, Jake, why aren't you eating? And he's like, I'm just not that hungry. He's like, wow, the last three days, all you did was eat. You ate all the dinner and a whole pie. You come running around yelling for taste. <laughs> yeah. You kept yelling. At one point, you were like, potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> boil them, mash them, stick them in a the stew. Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, boil them, mash them. And it's... And, 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 so I love the idea of, like, of Jake running and clamoring for taste, <laughs> eating six pieces of chicken, an entire pie, and then leaving. <laughs> Because he can only be human for two hours. Yeah. He's like, uh, I have to go. 
I'll be back. Bring more pie. I need taste. <laughs> hey, if you could stop and get a few more chickens, I'd like to eat them all, please. And, wow. That's a good bit. It never gets old. Yeah, and he thinks... So, you were a total pig, Tom said. Chicken, corn, potatoes, or as you kept saying, potatoes, toes, tatoes. I thought you'd gone nuts. And were you suspicious, yerk? I thought, looking at my brother. The answer is obviously yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why aren't you suspicious? Yeah. And so... And so he does the dumbest thing ever. Well, I don't know if it's the dumbest thing. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's... But, like, you don't... Jake does not have this type of emotion, usually. So, like, this is kind of a this break is, of character. Yeah, it's a break of character, but it could also be growth, maybe? Yeah, sure. Mark? Yeah, let's see. He turns... <laughs> so, we all met in Cassie's barn. Oh, I just... Oh, stupid. And I used her dad's cellular phone to call Tom at home. I went partly into wolf morph before I did. Just enough to make smallest changes. Enough to change the shape of my mouth, tongue, and throat. That my voice would sound very different. He picked it up on the third ring. Yeah? I mean, come on, Yurk. You don't answer yeah. No, I heard a message. <laughs> I said in a thick, twisted voice that did not sound at all like me. What? Tom asked. Don't give it up, Tom. Don't ever give up. He hung up. Yeah, I get it. Like you were talking to Tom, who's being controlled, who's in the sunken place and has no way to interact with the world. Yeah. But also at the same time <laughs> a twisty wolf mouth is calling you. <laughs> I just thought of a great idea. Let's start calling people we barely talk to and masking our voice saying, Don't ever give up. Well, I love you. <laughs> it's the toughest thing. Because, like, it's touching, but also weird. <laughs> Which I think is the Animorphs. It's touching, but weird. <laughs> because, like... Honestly, when you read it, it doesn't, like, hit you as, like, it being a weird thing. But, like, if you actually think about it and sound it out for a second, it's strange. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they're like, that was very touching. Good good job. Do you think the, the Tom, the real Tom, heard it? He heard it, I answered. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, Jake knows. Because... Yeah, he was he was there. He knows firsthand what it's and like. And Tom is a part of him now. Right. He has been Tom a little bit. Yeah. Like, and, like, he felt <laughs> Tom fight back against the year. Yeah. Well, what'd you think of uh, the capture? It's going to lead us down a dark path of possibly bad books. <laughs> I, I didn't like the capture as much as I liked the other books. Because, like, the other books were character studies. You got mm -hmm. deeper into, like, Marco and deeper into Rachel and deeper into Tobias, which was great. Uh, but this, you can't go deeper into Jake. You, no, he's... You ricochet much like a bullet, just right off his yeah. brain. You, and, <laughs> you slide off his brain like a yerk. Right, and so instead, he is always going to just be a vehicle for the story to move along. Mm -hmm. And those are the least interesting parts. Hell, I'd rather even just be... Like, I want a book where it's just like the brain of Visser 3. Wouldn't that be right? Or like no, the brain yeah. of this yerk, right? Of, um... Temrash 114. Or Ennis 226. Like, like, hey, that would be a good story. Yeah, he got promoted above Chapman. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. But, like... 
<laughs> but like you know, th- those have something like they have a message and something you can take away with at the end of the day of like, okay, you know what? I think I learned something from this book. I think I learned jack shit from this book. I learned about a weird Sarnai. <laughs> I yeah. learned there's uh, a flesh robot ball with a big glowing eye and the fugue, <laughs> and um, they did a bunch of murders in a hospital that we're they, not talking about. <laughs> yeah, and oh, they did mention that the hospital closed. I guess we could say that. Yeah, they closed the hospital. Like, yeah, ruined the plan. Cause yeah. They didn't want to spend time on it. Like, that's yeah. the thing, is that, like, none of this plot was really even that important either. No. It's just kind of like a, huh, wonder what's that like? One book later, yeah, that's what that's like. <laughs> yeah, your brain. That's it. They, they crawl in there, and, you know, if you wait three days, they'll die in agony. <laughs> you know, and all, all Tom does, um, all Jake does, is just blend up some yurks. He doesn't learn anything. He doesn't grow as a person. He calls his brother as a wolf mouth, and yeah. that's it. His only growth is through the memories of someone else. Yeah. He can't even grow himself. He has to use the memories of someone else. The only way that he can empathize is having a slug in his brain. And that's Ooh. Jake. That's Jake. That's, that's our leader, everybody. Jake the leader. He's the best. He's the boss. And I know that Jake books are going to be the worst. And I know that probably the plot-heavy books are going to be this kind of vibe, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking forward to those as much. Um, but I, you know what? Like, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll love the hell of it. Maybe. I liked parts of this book. Like, I, oh, en- yeah. I enjoyed the evilness of the Yerk. I liked how he's just like, I've got you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's, that shit was great. That's interesting. That's that's fun. That's I, different. I, lo- I love evil characters who love it. And, you know, like, this this Yerk loved it. And it's finally someone interesting in Jake's brain. Right. Because it's not him. Yeah. The, the slug is interesting. Jake is not. No. So. Ah, Tamrash. <laughs> We're gonna miss you from the sup in the R pool. Yeah, like so we've had two two sad deaths. One was Price Capali, the other one was Tim Nash. Oh man, can you? I don't even. What do you think? Did you like this book? <sighs> yes, yes, yes. One, I liked the Yerk. There were some good Visser moments. Yeah, Visser. <laughs> He's, Kill the bugs! Like he's, it was great. He's never not good. Yeah, yeah. I would say yes. I enjoyed it simply because once he gets shot in the head, <laughs> the book becomes immediately probably three times more interesting than the rest of it. Right? Because we I have a new perspective. Yeah, I don't care much about the morphing descriptions because I'm not masturbating to it. We've had enough of them. I think yeah. we've had like six books of those now. I care about character development. And and minuscule though it may be, there was some for Jake, in that at least now he has a deeper understanding of how destroyed his brother is. For a little bit, like is this going to carry on after this book? I don't want to say. I don't think so. I think it just kind of like many a bullet and slug, and it just slides right off. It says more about the other characters without saying it. Like they're an efficient team without Jake. Yeah, they're good. They're good, and not only that, they're ruthless. Like they're just like Jake has to die. Like he he signed up for this. We're all we're all yeah. willing to lay down our lives. Yeah. So um, you know your your move, I guess. <laughs> you get more insight in the Yerks, which I enjoyed. You get some taste. You get, you, you you get a little bit of taste. You get a secondhand taste from Axe. Yeah. Um, how would you rate this in taste? I think we should rate all our books from here on out. Is how much taste we get in this book. Hmm. I would say has a dark and rich aroma. 
I would also say that it's sweet and oily. That's Animorphs. <laughs> That's Animorphs number six. The number capture. six, the capture. Um, so yeah, uh, you can follow us in all the places we've said before. Do we need to say them every time? If they're this far in, who's starting on number six? Follow Nate Boyd at Baitnoid yeah, on Twitter. Whatever. Listen to one of the other ones. Call me at <laughs> five, four, one. Seven, eight, four. No, stop. <laughs> I can cut this out. It's fine. Don't. Everyone just try to guess it. It'll be yeah, fun. Just keep. There's only 9,999 options. Or are you going to select And we might be lying. We're you not. can actually reach me at 541-222. You can reach me at NS226. <laughs> the Cadrona Pool. <laughs> I am located in the Supnyar Pool. Next to my boy, Tamrash. Uh, what was the moral? Let's end on that moral. The moral of this is... Watch out for tiger dreams. Don't have dumb dreams. Don't have dumb dreams. Him to do you so much you could do anything.